Los Angeles Angels Baseball, brought to you by the brewers of light-hearted Paul Staff. Light, refreshing Paul Staff beer, coast-to-coast, America's choice for light-hearted living. By the top-selling coffee in the West, the one coffee that's mountain-grown for deep, pure flavor. And fans, when I say coffee, I mean soldiers. And by Viceroy, the only cigarette with a famous deep-weaned filter and exclusive deep-cured blend. Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the filter, got the blend.
stay here and play today despite the fact that just two nights ago, his father, Fritz McCarroll Sr., a former big league ball player, died suddenly of a heart attack. Bell Wright, catching. And the veteran major league of about eight. And the starting pitcher, the ex New York Yankee, Eli Griffa, a right-hander. The Baltimore, Jackie Brandt, in center field, leads off. He had 254 last season. He'll be followed by Russ Snyder in right field. Snyder, who hit 260 for Kansas City. Brooks Robinson, Pat McClaskey is fielding third baseman of the game today. Up third, Nigel the Orioles taking the field. After Robinson comes Jim Dunn, he was first. Just Randall, Captain. Dean Stevens in left field. Ron Hanson starts top. Mark Brady, second base, and right-hander. Joe Patton, the 15-game winner last season, will be Baltimore's starting pressure. So again, welcome to the opening game of Angels Baseball, coming your way with the resolutions of America's premium quality beer ball pack. The light and refreshing beer that brings you Los Angeles Angels Baseball, all through the season. So follow baseball with us, for the light-hearted fun of it, and enjoy our good curveball staff for the light-hearted flavor of it. Brisk as a lively breeze like we have here today, racing is cool mountain air, but light-hearted curveball flavor is... Positively, definitely, uniquely, premium quality. So enjoy life refreshing both staff today. There's life part of the thing, you might part of all staff. Life refreshing both staff here in America. The man you need. Life refreshing all staff here. The life part of the thing. Life part of all staff America's premium quality. This broadcast is authorized under broadcasting rights granted by the Los Angeles Angels Baseball Club. Solely to be entertainment of our listening audience. Any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the descriptions and accounts of this game without the written permission of Los Angeles Angels is prohibited. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure indeed to bring in my broadcasting colleague on all the angel broadcasts and telecasts this year. The fellow returns to his native California. After distinguishing himself as a broadcaster, he held a right spot for the last eight seasons. Don Wells and Don, on behalf of all of us, a lot of good luck to you. Well, the same to you, Cal, and to Steve, and uh, let's get things underway in a successful way today here at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore as Eddie Yo steps in against the Baltimore right-hander, Mel Pappas. The weather picture today, it's a partly cloudy day. We have a terrific wind blowing in from the left field corner toward right. The line up the first pitch of the season, and it's a strike right down the middle. Bullseye by Pappas with that fastball. The knees stands here as rabid as they are. They will ride with every pitch today. This place is slowly but surely filling up. Here's the lineup and the motion, the curveball. Up a bit too high to make it one ball and one strike. The on-deck man, Ken Astrobody, then the right fielder, Albie Person for our Angels here in the first inning. Seating capacity of 50,000 here. They shoot between 30 and 40 today. It's swinging a high fly ball. Shadow left center field going out for it. Ronnie Hanson under it now. The shortstop there makes the catch. Out about 25 or 30 feet on the edge of the outfield draft. So Yost pops up. And that is the first out. Here is second baseman, Ken Aspermani. Brooks Robinson at third. Ronnie Hanson at short. My breeding at second. Big Jim Gentile is at first. The outfield, Stevens in left. Jackie Brandt in center. And Snyder is in right. Gus Briando's back of the plate. No Pampas ready now to concentrate on Ken Aspermani. One out, not on. They touch. Check swing. Fast and foul to the right side of the plate. Strike one. The outfielders, 
six. Stevens out in left field to Jackie Brown in center. They won't have to play too deep out here with that strong wind. Time much it's blowing from the left field corner toward right. During batting practice, the big guys like Bob Serve and Gus Triandis had a lot of fly balls out there. Didn't go anywhere. It's a swing and a foul. Throwing going up into the upper deck. This ballpark, except for some seats that are located right in under the upper deck, everything is totally unprotected here. No roof on the stadium. It is a horseshoe stadium, and it's 309 feet down the right field line and the left field line, but it is mammoth everywhere else. 410 feet to straightaway center field. It's a good fight for pitchers if you can keep them from pulling the ball, and a curveball low down in the dirt to make it one ball and two strikes. So it is opening day in Baltimore. The Angels batting here against Milt Pappas. Milt taking a little extra time. The temperature reading is in the 50s today, but Milt's right away. And the fastball cut on. Here's another foul. Lifted off back of the plate. The wind blows this one back up on the screen. Gus Triandos masked off. Spun around, took a look at it. And it's still one ball and two strikes. Stevens, the plate umpire, line at the first. John Rice at second. And Schwartz is the umpire at third. The mayor of Baltimore, Mayor Grady, on a Caribbean cruise, so he was not present for the opening day ceremonies today, and the first ball was thrown out by Philip Goodman, the president of the city council and acting mayor, and that ball then was in turn turned over to Gene Autry. That's a very precious memento of the 61 American League season, and a swing and a foul off the end of the bat, past Albie Pearson here on the right side, who was in the on-deck circle, and it's still one ball and two strikes. The Minnesota Twins and the New York Yankees, their game underway at New York. Pete Ramos on the mound for Minnesota. Whitey Ford, the left-hander for New York. Cleveland and Detroit, no score at the end of one. Jim Perry pitching for the Indians. Jim Bunning for Detroit. Kansas City and Boston underway at Fenway Park. Ray Herbert for Kansas City. Bill Mondelkett pitching for the Boston Red Sox. Here's the two-stack delivery coming in now, and he curved him up a bit high. Quick curve, and it's ball two and strike two. Suited out to our right here in the executive box, Lee McPhail of the Orioles, their general manager. Here's the 2-2 two -two delivery coming in now, and strike three ball. No Pappas, thought him a pitch right at the letters, and Aspermati is called out on strikes. Now the right fielder, little guy, played in this ballpark on many occasions, Albie Pearson. Seated with Lee McPhail to our right is the manager of the Chicago White Sox, Al Lopez. We all went over to see the White Sox opener, the presidential opener, with the new Washington Senators yesterday, and that produced a lot of excitement, a good ball game. Here's the wind-up and the pitcher on the way to Albie. Up too hot to him for ball one. Brooks Robinson moves in a couple of steps at third. Guard against that punt. Stevens plays the very shallow left field straight away. Jackie Brandt off third right center and not too deep. Russ Matter, however, is that deep and near the foul line in right field. Here's the one nothing touch now. Bantillo just below the knees. Inside for ball two, and it's two balls and no strikes. Pappas usually is a type of pitcher who doesn't get underway very strong in the spring. But then he really comes on, as he did last year in winning 15 games. Two nothing pitch. Bantillo time. Ball three, and it's three and nothing. Three nothing count on Abby. Triana stepping out in front of the plate. Offering the ball and some conversation to his right-hander, Mel Pappas. Here's the wind-up, and the next one, way inside to him and low ball four. So Pearson gets on, our first base runner of the American League season. 
the down beyond at first, and here's Fred Brzezinski coming up. Bob Elliott is a coach at first, and Red Press coaching at third. The Angels starting here, and you're listening to the Falstaff Baseball Broadcast. And how about it, fans? Wouldn't the tall, frosty glass go great right now? Certainly would. Refresh yourself with light-hearted Falstaff. Big clothes, Dan Dan. On this chilly day, he has that heavy sweatshirt on. No muscles bared here in the afternoon. Papa steps down off the pitching rubber as Albie Pearson had moved out to his lead. Out to another one now, and they pitch on the way to clue. Fastball down low for ball one. So Papa's now off the target. Walking Pearson on four deliveries. And he's just had his fifth pitch out of the strike zone, firing one low to Jeff Wazuski. The outfield back and shaded well around to the right. Swing and a high foul fly. The wind blows this one out of play down the right field line. And it travels deep up into the upper deck. One ball and one strike. The Orioles are unveiling some 2,600 new field box seats. This installation also includes the construction of new dugouts here at a cost of about $175,000. And what it does, it cuts down the foul territory area quite a bit on the third base side, first base side, and behind the plate. Here's a quick throw to the first base to Jim Peel. And Albie goes diving back to the bag in time. Second baseman, Mar Breeding, midway between first and second, right back on the edge of the outfield grass. Ronnie Hanson near the bag at second. And the motion, the pitch, fastball, lower and close. Good stop back, Priandus. Left the throw up the line to first. And the count is ball two and strike one. Beautifully landscaped area out in center field near the giant scoreboard there, which is off toward right center. Ballpark is located in a residential area. Here's the stretch again, and they pitch the clue. It's playing a long, long, close, stay fair. Out there it is. Goodbye, baseball, Suzuki. Jump out to a two-nothing lead. Here's left fielder Bob Sir. Big right-handed hitter on the pitch on the way. Pass ball out of the knee. Strike call. So Klazuski. Just one out of here. And the Angels lead two-nothing. Abby Pearson came in the score with the base on balls with two out. Next pitch swung on a tremendous high fly ball. Deep out in right center. Turning his back on a Jackie Pratt. You can pitch it to five. Tremendous beginning here in the first inning. The Angels out in front, three to nothing, and the curveball broke down two low time for ball one. 
Ken, the right-handed batting center fielder. 300, almost 400 feet away on that tremendous drive by Bob Third. The motion on the pitch. Slider right there at the knee. Strike. To make it one ball and one strike. So wildness on the part of Pampas has caught him. Here's the next one over In too tight at the knees. Bob two and it's two and one. And he is getting behind here and his count to Ken Hunt. He got used on a pop-up. Got Aspromati, had him call out him strikes. But then he walked to Albie Pearson. That opened the floodgates. And the pitch outside. Ball three and it's three and one. We're shaking up the Baltimore bullpen. They have a right-handed throwing out there. Way beyond the 390-foot mark. Past the wire fence that borders the outfield. That is about a seven or eight-foot wire fence. Here's the 3-1 pitch coming in now, and it's outside to him, ball four, so Hunt gets on. That is the fellow poet out there in the bullpen is John Tappa. He is the right-handed they just signed. Fellow stands 5'11", weighs 190 pounds, so he is throwing in the bullpen. Here is Fitzy Brickell stepping in. The stretch and the pitch on the way. Strike call. That's that corner. Nothing in one. Papa's contract has been purchased outright from the Little Rock Club of the Southern Association, effective immediately. So that makes him eligible to participate in today's game. Here's the stretch, the pitch. In too close to Brits. Little right-handed batter, and the count is one ball and one strike. Three runs are in. Abby Pearson walked. Ted Flazuski hit a tremendous home run into the bleachers out of right field, and then Bob Sir popped one over the wire fence 400 feet away. Stretched the throw to the first instead. Facing Kenhart safely back to the bag. Don Wells with Bob Kelly and Steve Bailey at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Here's the motion and the pitch. Down two left to him. To make it ball two, two and one. Now Gus Triandis calls time and wants to go out and see Milt Pappas. Our next angel broadcast, we'll have a night game tomorrow. Warm-up time will be at 4.40 p.m. Game on KMPC and the Angel Radio Network and on KHJ-TV Channel 9. The Angels 3-0 here in the first inning. Mount Conference at an end. Gus Criandos back of the plate. Raquel waits now. Here's the lead taken by Ken Hunt at first. Two out on the pitch. Swung on. Fouled into the upper deck. Out of two balls and two strikes. Beyond up man is Joe Rice. The Minnesota Twins failed in the first inning at New York. The Yankees are now at bat against Ramos. Bunning is out of the Cleveland-Detroit game. So the Indians cooking up something now as Regan came out to replace him in the second inning. No Pappas trying to get some heat on his pitching hand now and just blowing on it. Up on top of the mound and set to go to work with Ken Hunt after his lead about eight or nine feet away from the bag. The pitch in, close to him. Full count, three and two. So Milt Pappas making his first opening day strike, beginning his fourth full major league season. Just 21 years of age. He's won more games lifetime, 40 at that age, than any other pitcher in modern major league history. Except Babe Ruth and Bob Feller. Runner going a swing with a pop-up. Short stop side. Ronnie Hanson there, and Hanson makes the catch for the tie of the side. 
Seven men batted for the Angels, and that is a red-hot beginning here in Baltimore for the 1961 American League season. In the inning, there were three runs on two hits. Two-run homer by Kluzinski, solo homer by Matt Third. No errors, and one man left. The score at the end of the first half of the first inning, the Angels three, Baltimore now coming to bat. My refreshing fall staff beer. Great to enjoy right in your own backyard. Sure, dozing in the sun, jogging for the fun of it, it's more fun with Falstaff. So when your work's done, plant yourself next to a bright, brimming glass Ice cold, inviting, welcome as a spring day. Falstaff's on call whenever America plays. There's light-hearted living, light-hearted Falstaff. Light, refreshing, Falstaff beer. When America plays, the name you hear. Light, refreshing, Falstaff beer. Light-hearted living, light-hearted America's premium quality beer. Bottles are six-can packs. The pleasure's yours with Falstaff. Coast to coast, America's choice for a light-hearted living. Now, the last half of the first inning at Baltimore, leading off for the Baltimore Orioles, will be center fielder Jackie Brandt. He will be followed by the right fielder, Russ Snyder, and then by the third baseman, Brooks Robinson. To set up the Angels defensively, Jack Lazuski is at first, Ken Asprobati at second, Fritz Brickell at short, Eddie Ost at third, Bob Serve in left field, Ken Hunt in center, and Albie Pearson in right, and the battery, Eli Gerber and Del Rice. Eli with the Yankees last year, won six and lost four. Nothing in one record, lifetime against the Orioles. On September 26, 1959, Gerber lost in relief while pitching for the Yankees. He lost to Hal Skinny Brown, 7-2, in 11 innings. He did not work against the Orioles last year. So here is center fielder Jackie Brandt stepping into the batter's box. Right-handed batter. The on-deck man is the right fielder, Snyder. And the Angels lead 3-0 in the last half of the first. The pitch, strike call. Put one right in there to make it nothing and one. Eli, this spring, had an earned run average of 2.63. Did some terrific work for the Angels during the exhibition season. In the 24 innings, he worked. The lineup, the pitch. Slider, but outside. One ball and one strike. Worked 24 innings, gave up a total of 26 hits, 7 earned runs, walked 12, struck out 11. And the earned run mark of 2.63, the best figure posted by any of the Angels pitchers this spring. The motion and the one-run delivery right down the middle to him. Strike call to make it one and two. John Stevens, the play umpire. So Eli has the honor here of being the first Angels pitcher. Has a two-strike count on Jackie Brandt, and the delivery to him low outside to make it two balls and two strikes. The Orioles may very definitely miss the hitting power of Gene Woodling, and the pitch is swung on ground ball. They hit out of the left field. Between Eddie Yost and Fritz Brickell, and the Orioles have a man on. Jackie Brandt, that one, through the left side of the infield. So with the man on, here's the right fielder, Russ Snyder. 
left-handed hitter with Kansas City in the 1960 season and the motion the pitch is swing and a miss strike one landing fastball by Gerber Snyder hit 260 with the Kansas City A's last year hit 313 with them in 1959 he has tremendous speed good throwing arm and the ability to hit shot line drives to all corners of the field Here's the motion and the let-up pitch to him, low and outside, to make it one ball and one strike. Russ was originally a product of the Yankee farm system, and he found his way to the Kansas City team in one of the many player transactions between the two clubs. And then he moved to the Orioles along with Waddy Herzog in exchange for Wayne Causey, Clint Courtney, and Bob Boyd. Makes his home in Nelson, Nebraska. Yost plays a shallow third. The curveball up too hot to him. Ball two to make it two and one. Del Rice looked up the line toward first, but Jackie Branch staying right there. The on-deck man, one of the finest-looking youngsters in baseball today, third base from Brooks Robinson. Not only great defensively, but he is a tough man to deal with at the plate. Ball two and strike one. Nobody out. Angels lead 3-0 last time of the first. Stretch taken by Gerber and the pitch. Swung on ground ball off of the second base side. Aspermati goes to second for one. No relay to first. So the first play is made on the ground ball by Russ Snyder. Aspermati came up with that ball. Made the toss to Chris Brickell. But Kelp, with the speed of Snyder, didn't chance to throw back to first. And with one out. And a runner at first here is third baseman Brooks Robinson. This is the welcome this youngster gets. Snyder is on on a fielder's choice. One down, last half of the first inning. The Angels out in front, 3-0. And the motion and the pitch. Good curveball for strike. Brooks Robinson, right-handed batter. And the fastball by Gerber. Low and outside to make it one and one. Brooks had a terrific spring. He wound up hitting 316, 25 hits and 79 times at bat. He and Hanson and Herzog and Gentile were the leading spring hitters. Kansas City and Boston, no score at the end of one. And the pitch curved him low outside. Nice stop by Del Rice. Make it ball two and strike one. The outfield set up straight away. Serve, Hunt, and Pearson. Robinson wound up hitting 294 over the Orioles last year. 88 RBIs. And the delivery to him. A swing and a ground ball down to short. The Cal over to Osprey for one. Relay to first. They got it in plenty of time. So the infield backs up Eli Gerber with a double play as Eli got Robinson to bounce one right at the shortstop, Fritz Brickell. Six to four to three to do it. The Baltimore Stereo in the first inning, no runs, one hit, no errors, and with the twin killing, nobody left. So that is the first double play of the American League season for the Angels. The score at the end of one, Los Angeles Angels three, the Baltimore Orioles nothing.
This is Paul Richards, manager of the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles will be at Wrigley Field in Los Angeles for a three-game series beginning Tuesday night, May 3rd. You'll be seeing such stars as Brooks Robinson, Chuck Estrada, Gus Triandos, Ron Hanson, and many others. Remember, the Angels meet the Orioles in a three-game series at Wrigley Field beginning Tuesday night, May 3rd. Well, thank you very much, Paul. And friends, a reminder that the ticket office at Comfortable Wrigley Field is open daily to serve you on a personal basis. The genial ticket manager, Billy Jordan, and his fine staff are there from 9.30 in the morning until 5.30 in the evening. And you telephone Adams 24761 for ticket information or stop in for your seat selections at easy-to-reach Wrigley Field. Well, we're getting set now for the second inning. Hold on to that Western Union tape. Steve just pulled off the Western Union ticker here, and that looks mighty good. We'll, we'll have to keep this in our, in our time capsule, Cal. Jack Pazuski, Homer, L.A. first, one on. At Baltimore, sir, Homer, L.A. first, none on. And at the end of that first half of the first inning, the Angels three and the Baltimore Orioles nothing. Now we're moving into the top half of the second. Here's Del Rice leading off, and the first pitch to Del up too high for ball one. Nope, Pappas on the mound. Dell has something in his eye with that wind kicking the dirt around down there around home plate. And it is still blowing in fiercely from the left field corner. Blowing toward right. Those pennants out there really stand it out. Here's the lineup by Pappas and a one nothing pitch to Dell. Low outside, ball two, and it's two balls and no strikes. The Indians came up with six runs at Detroit. They knocked out Jim Bunning, the starter, and it's Cleveland six, Detroit nothing, the Tigers batting and facing Jim Perry in the last half of the second. Here's the two-nothing pitch, and it's outside of the waste ball, three, three-nothing. Activity again in the Baltimore bullpen. So John Papa, P-A-P-A, is throwing in the bullpen again. And the delivery down to low ball four. Rice gets on with the third walk issued by Pappas in less than two innings. Coming up now will be the angel pitcher. Here comes Eli, gingerly stepping up the uh, steps there, the dugout off on the first base side where the angels are located and moving out toward the plate. Our part of the fight for mental health is to understand. For a free booklet, How to Deal with Your Tensions, write Better Health, Box 3000, New York 1, New York. Eli Gerba steps in now with a runner at first base with nobody out. Second inning. Angels lead 3 nothing. Here's the stretch taken by Pappas. They look for the sacrifice, but the pitch low and close, ball one. So Pappas still off the target. Well, it's a chilly day in Baltimore, but... It got hot in a hurry there in the first inning. With a walk to Pearson, the two-run homer by Klosiski, and the long poke with the bases empty by Bob Sir. Stretch again, and the delivery on the way. Spike call to make it one and one. Here they expected between 30 and 40,000 people today, and from the looks of things, they just about uh, realized that estimate. Here's the 1-1 pitch and it's punted out in front of the plate. Going for it. Triadis goes to second. Got him at second base. Gerba safe at first. No throw made. So the sacrifice failed. Levi had that pitch 
fronted out just in front of the plate and on the first base side by a couple of feet. And Gus Triandos, great, quick, agile receiver he is despite his size, grabbed that ball and whipped it through to the shortstop Ronnie Hanson to get the first out on Delroy sliding in. So Gerba on, on a field of choice. Now with one out, here's the third baseman, Eddie Yost. Eddie started things off by popping out to Hanson in the first inning. Milt Pappas getting ready to operate on Yost. Cut him a curveball in close at the letters for ball one. In the National League, in the game between the Cubs and Cincinnati, Glenn Hobby starting for the Cubs and the definite starter for the Red Legs, the young fellow Jim O'Toole. One nothing count on Yost and the pitch. Too low to him. Ball two and it's two or nothing. The Minnesota Twins failed in the second inning. The Yankees are now batting. No score in that game. At New York, Ramos and Ford. Here the Angels lead 3-0 and we're in the first half of the second with a man on and one out. Aspromati on deck. As Yost saw Pappas taking so much time that Eddie elected to step out of the batter's box. Grabbed a handful of dirt, moves in again. Now the 2 nothing pitch. Up too hot to him. Ball three and it's 3-0. If Yost manages to get on with the walk, knowing Paul Richard's usual pattern, he will probably be out there in a hurry or have Lumen Harris out there to see Pappas. And the pitch is quite called to make it three and one. Of course, that thought is going through young Milton's mind right now, too. He doesn't want to see the man from Waxahachie, Texas, come out there either in person or send out one of his representatives. So the stretch and the three-one delivery into top ten, and it's ball four. So that puts two men on. Now, Mr. Richards, seated down there in the brand-new Baltimore dugout, hasn't made a move. Up here is the sign going out to the bullpen, are you ready? This is made by Lumen Harris. He takes his cap off, and he signals out to the bullpen to Harry Burkeen that if he thinks that uh, Pitcher Tong in the bullpen is ready, that well, if he has trouble here with Aspromani, they'll have Pappas out in a hurry. Runners at first and second, and the pitch to Kent up too high for ball one. One-nothing count now. Angels lead three-nothing and a chance to get some more. Eli Gerber is on at second base. Eddie Yost is at first. And the motion, the fetch, swung on, little roller foul up the third base side. And it's one ball and one strike. So in less than two innings, in an inning and a third, Pappas has given up four walks, only two hits. But what beautiful sights they were, both home runs. Here's the stretch again by Pappas and the Oriole right-hander changed up on him and got it way up high for ball two and it's two and one. Two and one count on Ken Aspromati. Ken was called out on strikes in the first inning. On deck, Albie Pearson. Here's that stretch again and the delivery coming in now. A fastball swung on back toward a look out there. Play those carom shots up here, boys. You need those plastic helmet liners out there. That one came in and ricocheted off 
both sections of glass landing our booth and passed over Dick Nelson's bed and went right back out of the ballpark. Like a giant pinball machine. Two balls and two strikes on Ken Aspermani. Pappas goes to the stretch again, and they pitch. Check swing, loops one down the first base side foul and away from Jim Gentile. Ken Aspermani checked his swing on a high delivery to him, and he blooped one down the line. Still an even count, two balls and two strikes. Come on, Ken, runners at first and second here with only one out. Pappas, the great young right-hander. Trying to hang on here and hang in tight. Here's the 2-2 delivery now, swinging a foul, cut back on the screen, and it's still two balls and two strikes. Well, we'll have the night game with the Orioles tomorrow night. Today, the Washington Senators and the White Sox, who officially opened the season yesterday in Washington, have the day off. And then they will return to action again tomorrow. And from here, we'll be traveling to Boston, then to New York, then on to Detroit, then to Chicago, and then back home to Los Angeles on April 27th with the Minnesota Twins. Here's the 2-2 pitch coming in now. Swing a shot. Knocked down by Robinson at third. Let's see if he has a play. The third is second, fourth play is second. He lost his fourth and second base. Here's Bill Ridney coming out, and they're going to hop all over John Rice. Ridney coming out now. As Brooks Robinson made a fantastic stop of that ball at third. Dove out for it, knocked it down, and flicked off his glove, rolled behind third by about 10 or 12 feet. He picked the ball up. No chance for a play on good at third, so he got that ball to second base to bleeding, and it was in time. So Aspermati on on a fielder's choice and robbed of an extra base hit. Bill Rigney not going to give up on this easily. He is still working on second base up by John Rice. Up and down go the hands, and this is the first full-scale argument of the 1961 season. And now Rig has turned his back, kicks the dirt like a snorting bull as he comes back from second base. And the wind kicks up some dirt of its own around the home plate area. Runners at first and third, now with two out. Without that play at second base, the Angels would have had the bases loaded with only one away. Here's Albie Thurston stepping in. Runners at first and third, two down. Angels lead, three nothing. And the pitch on the way to Albie. Strike right at the knee. So Brooks Robinson turns in fantastic play number one. And the motion, the pitch, curve, spike call over the inside edge of the plate to make it nothing and two. Ball and two count. The Indians lead Detroit six nothing. That game in the last half of the third, Detroit batting. Here's the stretch and the two strike pitch to Abbey. Curved him again. One ball and two strikes. Runners at first and third. Aspermati is on at first. Eli go to the pitcher around here at third. Stretch again. Pappas delivers. And Pearson takes down low. Ball two. Fastball by Pappas. Two balls and two strikes. 
Now they have two pitchers throwing in the bullpen for the Orioles, a pair of right-handers. Here's the motion again, and the delivery person swings wide drive, base hit, left center field. Gerba comes in with a fourth run. Get Astrobody holds the second base, and the mighty might, Albie Person, shoots a line drive for a base hit to right center field. Let's pause now for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. This is KMPC Los Angeles, Modern Radio, Action Radio. And this is Johnny Grant reminding you there's always plenty of action on the Freeway Club every afternoon on KMPC 710 on everybody's dial. Well, the coach, Lumen House of the Orioles, has come out to the mound. And this will be all for Milk Pappas. They're loading up a convertible out there. They use the uh, convertible to bring the pitchers out of the bullpen. So before Ted Plazisky steps in, Ted won't have a chance to face Pappas again. And of course, that big thought ran through Paul Richards' mind. He said, well, after he kissed that one in the first inning with a man on, they're going to deck no Pappas at this point. So the base hit by Albie Pearson that makes this a 4 nothing game is the hit that does it. Here's a real break for you folks who love baseball but live on a budget. The Angels have made their your ticket desire so easy if you hold a Bank America card. All you have to do is use your Bank America card for Angels season tickets. The Daylight 21 and the Weekender for advanced block orders. And never before could you enjoy Major League Baseball relaxed in a choice seat in easy-to-reach Wrigley Field and pay for it later direct to your Bank of America. Remember, the Angels opened their home season Thursday afternoon, April 27th, against the Minnesota Twins in the American League's history-making opener in Los Angeles. So now's the time to use this convenient, easy-to-pay method for exciting baseball this summer. Telephone, write, or visit Wrigley Field now for tickets that ensure seeing the game's greatest stars right there. The address, 435 East 42nd Place. The telephone number, Adams 24761. Come in, Kel. Let's check our scoreboard here. The Chicago White Sox and the Washington Senators on today played yesterday in Washington to the presidential opener. The White Sox winning at 4-3. to three. At Yankee Stadium this afternoon, the Minnesota Twins and the Yankees are nothing-nothing at the end of two. Pete Ramos pitching for Minnesota and Whitey Ford going for the Yanks. Cleveland had a big six-run second inning. I would record it back at Tiger Stadium in the last half of third. Cleveland leads the Tigers six-to-nothing. Jim Perry, 18-game winner for the Tribe last year, pitching for Cleveland. For the Tigers, Bunning started knocked out of the box in the second inning. When Reagan came on, Kansas City and the Boston Red Sox, nothing, nothing at the end of first. Ray Herbert pitching for Kansas City and for Boston, Mambo Camp. In the National League, the Cubs are at Cincinnati, Robbie against O'Toole. St. Louis at Milwaukee, Brodeo against Vaughn. The Pirates at San Francisco, Brim against Sam Jones. And tonight at the Coliseum in Los Angeles, the Phillies with Robin Roberts going against the Dodgers with Don Drysdale. And on behalf of 
our broadcasting crew and all of the angel organization, we'd like to wish the Dodgers a lot of good luck. Well, we have a new pitcher out there taking his warm-up throws, and he is young John Papa, P-A-P-A, 5'11", 1'90", right-hander from Stratford, Connecticut. He was with Appleton, Wisconsin last year, where his record was seven. was with Appleton, Wisconsin last year, where his record was seven and six. During spring training, he was one and two, working 24 innings, giving, uh, giving up 23 hits, 14 runs, 11 earned runs, walked 17 and fans seven. So he's coming up here with the Angels leading four nothing at the top of the second. Aspermani on second, Pearson on first, and Big Clue, who had a home run, a two-run job of the first inning, up here and again down. John Papa is just 21 years of age. Little right-hander and set to go to work on Ted Klosuski. Bob Serb on deck. Runners at first and second and with two out. Curveball in, too close to him. Ted wheeled away from it and it's ball one. So from Papa's to Papa. The Orioles roster is already two below the opening day 28-player maximum. So as a result, they have retained this 21-year-old. Very impressive this spring. Won seven and lost six in Class B ball in 1960. He takes the stretch. one nothing pitch. Clue looks at a curve. Low and close. Let up on that pitch and it's ball two. Two and nothing. The Angels lead four nothing and they run driven in by the little guy. Potent guy here in this one in the early innings. Albie Pearson. He walked in the first and scored a run. Singled to drive in a run here in the second. Ken Aspermati is on at second base. Albie away to his lead at first. Papa's got 2-0 on Klazuski. And the motion, the pitch. Fastball, swing and a miss. Boom, he had that one in there before you knew it. And the count is 2-1. Paul Richards said down in, the, in his office earlier when we all went in to visit him that he had done quite a bit in completely changing around Papa's pitching style this spring. Try to... Uh, Help him tremendously in his pitching rhythm and also in his leverage. And he said there's one thing about his fastball. He said he doesn't appear to be overpoweringly fast, but that fastball does something. Did plenty there as Plazuski waved at it. Here's the stretch for the two on delivery now. Swing and there's a long, long close goodbye baseball and his way out there. Gone! the expression of manager Al Lopez of the White Sox over here, but how about that one, Al, all right? Muscles, huh? <laughs> Al said earlier, he said it must be the fact that he's wearing that sweatshirt. He's not wearing those, he said if he had those muscles showing, what would he do? A tremendous poke out of here, a three-run homer by Klosinski, and the Angels lead seven to nothing. Aspermati came in. Albie Pearson checked in. Klosinski with back-to-back homers. Five RBIs for ten. He's putting on a one-man performance here for all of the fans. Here's Bob Serb, a swing and a foul back on the screen. Strike one. And not too many smiling faces at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Three runs in the first inning, four more here on the second. 
That is only the fourth angel hit, but of the four, three had been home runs. Bob served, hit a long job in the first inning, and the motion look out, Bob, high and close to him, and it's one ball and one strike. One-one count on Bob serve. What a day for Clue. Here's the one-one delivery now. Swing a shot foul into the upper deck down the right field line, right down one of the exit holes up there, and it's one ball and two strikes. In the National League in the St. Louis-Milwaukee game at County Stadium in Milwaukee, Ernie Brolio pitching for St. Louis, Warren Spahn for the Milwaukee Braves. Two o'clock temperature reading, 51 degrees. And they're clocking some good, strong winds. We have made reference to them a number of times. Here's the motion, and the two-strike pitch led up on it, swung and missed, strike three. Bob serve, fooled on that changeup by Papa. Strikes out to retire the side, but Klazuski gave Papa a good major league indoctrination lesson there with that long three-run homer. So in the second inning, four runs check in on a total of two hits, two walks in the inning. There were no errors. And with that home run by Klazuski, nobody left. The score at the end of the first half of the second, our Angels 7, Baltimore nothing. Say you fans who enjoyed the great Pacific Coast League games at Wrigley Field will be seeing some familiar faces in the 61 Angels lineup. Gerba, Bilko, Aspomade, well, they were outstanding players in the OPCL. Make it a point to give the Angels pure support throughout the season. Our own Southern California team. Presented on radio and TV by lighthearted full staff beer. Brisk, refreshing as a cool sea breeze. Our favorite coast to coast. Wherever America plays. Have a full staff. There's lighthearted living and lighthearted full staff. Nice, refreshing full staff beer when America plays. The name you hear is light, refreshing full staff beer. Light-hearted living In light-hearted ballsets America's premium quality beer Carol and I were just uh, discussing We don't know if they have a tape measure long enough For that one that flew hit We figure it was about 440 feet away Or 450 on the fly Because it went into the bleacher area Above the Baltimore bullpen And this is well beyond the wire fence It's 380 feet To the point where the low wire fence Meets up with the brick wall that they have out there in right field. And this was well beyond that and about 20 rows up into that section. So that was one mighty shot by Klazuski. Good for three more runs. The Angels lead 7 to nothing, And here's the last half of the second coming up. First baseman Jim Gentile. Guy with good power. You have to treat him with... Plenty of respect up there at the plate. Gus Priandis on deck, and then the left fielder, Jim uh, Gene Stevens. Gentile, the 1960, wound up hitting 292 with his ball club. 6'4", 215 pounds, and the fastball by Gerba up high and away for ball one. 98 RBIs last year. He had 21 home runs. Cincinnati has taken a one nothing lead over the Cubs at the end of one. Frank Robinson homered in the first inning. Eli Gerba, one nothing on Gentile, the big left-handed hitter. And the delivery to him, curve, swung on, drive, base hit out of the right field. Albie Pearson makes the pickup with this ball. Gentile is on with the second Baltimore hit. Here is Gus Triandos. 
Listen to this reception. Gastriando, 6'3", 220-pound, with the Orioles last year, 269 batting average, 54 RBIs, 12 homers. He was handicapped with a bum hand. Bad finger, and the curveball to him. A long drive out into left field, but the wind holds this ball up. Bob serve over a couple of steps, makes the catch. You hit one up into that wind, driving in as it is from left field toward the right field corner. And those are just routine, practically routine fly balls. Any other time, had it been still out there, and the sound of that one, that ball would have been gone. Without that terrific wind blowing in. Gentile on at first. Here's Gene Stevens. This is Ronnie Hanson. Double check on that. So they've made a switch in the batting order. Ronnie Hanson. First pitch to him by Gerbop High. So like this, Ronnie Hanson, a shortstop up there, right-handed batter. And the strike to him offered by Gerbop. Seven to nothing, the Angels lead. Last half of the second inning. Ronnie, 6'3", 190 pounds, hit 255 with the Orioles last year. Pitch by Gerber, swing a little tap up the third base side. Eli makes a barehand pickup, throws to first. He got it. And the runner, Gentile, goes to second base. So Hanson is out of there, pitcher to first. From Gerber to Klesiski. Good fast fielding by Gerber in the trick. Gentile out at second base. And here is Steven. Cleveland 6, Detroit 2 at the end of 3 at Tiger Stadium in Detroit. Minnesota Twins nothing, the Yankees nothing at the end of 3. Here the Angels lead 7 to nothing. last half of the second. Here is Stephen. Stevens in left field today. Waddy Herzog on the injured list for the Orioles. Otherwise, he would have been on the starting lineup. Curveball by Gerba, low and close. Herzog sustained a broken nose in Richmond Sunday. He was released from Richmond Memorial Hospital yesterday. He was out here at the ballpark. I saw him this morning. He expects to be able to play in about a week. And the pitch, curve, swung on, fouled off to the right side of the plate. Two out here. And a 1-1 count on the batter, Stevens. Gentile on at second. Stevens, who filled in for Ted Williams with the Red Sox for a number of years. Tall left-handed hitter, stands 6-3. Hit 235 last year with a combination of the Red Sox and Baltimore. He was traded for Willie Tasby. The pitch to him outside by Gerber. And it's ball two and strike one. One of the most sought-after young players in America. And nevertheless, he remained with the Red Sox for a period of six years. 
serving as an understudy for Ted Williams, and he found little chance to play enough to realize his true potential. Joined the Orioles in June of last year, last season. Stretched by Gerber. They make, no, they don't go for the pickoff. They delivery down too low for ball three. Fritzy Burkell had moved in behind the baseman of Gentile. But Gerber instead concentrated on the batter, and it's now ball three and strike one. Gina makes his home during the winter in Oklahoma City. He's one of the few players in professional baseball to have hit safely three times in a single inning. Really the high spot in his career to date. Pitch to him outside at the waist for ball four. So Stevens is on with the first walk issued by Gerber. Gentile is there at second base. Here's the second baseman, Marv Breeding. One of the factors which cannot be overlooked in the success of the 1960 Orioles was the fine all-around performance of this guy at second base. One of hitting 267, right-hander, up here with runners at first and second and two out, and the pitch by Gerber. Nice one, snapped it right in there for a strike. He drove in 43 runs, hit three homers. He participated in the lion's share of the record-breaking 172 double plays reeled off by the Bird infield last year. Swing on a good slider by Gerber. And a miss for two strikes. Boy, with pretty good speed and a good base runner, too. Breeding led the club in stolen bases during the 1960 season, but... One thing to remember, that Baltimore had never been much of a running ball club. Two strikes on Breeding now, with Gentile at second, Stevens on at first. Last half of the second, the Angels lead Baltimore 7-0. Here's the pitch on the way, and he checked his swing, took it outside. And it's one ball and two strikes. One ball and two strikes. This is Don Wells with Bob Kelly and Steve Bailey at Memorial Stadium on a blustery day, but today off to a good start with seven of them up there on the board in the first two innings. Two strike delivery coming up now. Runners at first and second. And the fastball swung on ground ball down to short. Raquel bobbles that ball, goes to second, goes by us coming in to score. And the Orioles wind up with runners at second and third. Ground ball that was hit right at Raquel at short. Bobbled the ball. Came up with it. Still had time to get it to second base. To try to gain the force on Stevens. But Fritz threw the ball into right field. Going to be a fielder's choice. And an error for Raquel. So an error six. I'll make that two errors. An error for bobbling the ball initially, and then uh, the error on the throw. So a pair of errors on Brickell. Well, let's see what manager Paul Richards elects to do here. He's going to make a switch. At this stage of the game, down by a 7-1 score, he will have to come up with a change. Lift his pitcher, Papa, out of there, and we'll... 
Wait and see now. It's coming up off the off the bench. Looks like it's going to be Earl Robinson. This will be Earl Earl Robinson. Now he has been recalled. It's going to be Dave Philly. Earl Robinson came out and they called him back. And here's the great veteran Dave Philly. will be up here to swing for the pitcher Pappas. Runners at second and third and with two outs. Dave Philly is sports hitter so he will be batting left-handed against the right-hander Eli Gerba from Paris, Texas. Baltimore last season 265 average and the first pitch to him a strike. And with the Phillies in San Francisco, he wound up hitting 197. Dave Philly, born in 1920 down in Texas. Runners at second and third. One run is in. The Angels out in front, 7-1. As an unearned run checked in, two errors charged to Brickell. First for not being able to come up with Breeding's ground ball and then for his throw by Aspromati in the right field. Enabling Gentile to come in and score. Stevens on to third, Breeding in second base. Two down, last half of the second inning. Here's the motion by Gerba and the pitch coming in today. A swing and a foul tip. Got a piece of it. And it's two strikes. Nothing in two count that Gerba has on Philly. The outfield and the infield swung well around to the right. The motion, the pitch. Down, too low to him. Gerba thought he had him. Started to walk off the mound, and it's one ball and two strikes. Dave started his organized baseball career in Class C ball in 1940. Got up to the White Sox in 1941, stayed with the White Sox for a number of years, 251 in fact, for end of the 51 season. Then with the Philadelphia A's, Cleveland, Baltimore, Detroit, the Phillies, Giants, back to Baltimore. So much time taken now, the Philly steps out of the batter's box. Dave is 40 years of age, but he is in prime physical condition. Here's the motion and the two-strike pitch to Philly. Swing, little pop-up. Shortstop side. Raquel makes the call for the ball. Fritz is there makes the catch to retire the side. So on the second inning, one run, an unearned run. One hit. One walk. Pair of errors. And there were two men left. Fans to score at the end of two are Los Angeles Angels 7 and the Baltimore Orioles 1. Now Falstaff presents Angel in the Spotlight to help you get to know our Southern California team better. And today's Angel in the Spotlight, the boy, he is really in the spotlight of Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Ted Blazinski. Man, it's hard to believe they come in packages this big. Born in Argo, Illinois in 1924, Big Clues stands 6'2", weighs 245. He's got muscles he never uses, but he's using them all out here today. 
Chad was one of the top home run hitters in the National League from 1953 to 1956 with 40, 49, 47, and 35 round trippers. Chad had 10 RBIs in the 1959 World Series against the Dodgers when he was a member of the Chicago White Sox. Big Clue attended Indiana University, played football, naturally. See Ted Lazuski and his teammates in action starting April 27th at Wrigley Field or catch the games on radio, compliments of light-hearted Falstaff beer. There's light-hearted living and light-hearted Falstaff. Light, refreshing Falstaff beer when America plays. The name you hear is light, refreshing Falstaff beer. There's light-hearted living and light-hearted Falstaff, America's premium quality beer. Well, we have another pitching change now made by manager Paul Richards as Wes Stock, right-hander, comes in to work for the Orioles, St. Pappas, Papa, and Stock. Let's pause now for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. This is 50,000 Watt KMPC Los Angeles, home of the Angels, and that angelic early morning disc jockey, Dick Whittinghill. Is Action Radio, Modern Radio on KMPC 710 on everybody's dial. When you look over the records, there aren't too many home runs hit in this ballpark. It's a tough ballpark in which to hit homers. And I think that this is probably one of the most productive days that any team has had. In fact, I would guarantee that this sets an all-time record for Memorial Stadium in first and second inning home run production. The fact that three been hit in the first two innings of today's game. 7-1 score. The Angels lead. Third inning getting underway and West Stock, right-hander, faces center fielder Ken Hunt. Ken walked in the first inning. He is the sixth man of the batting order, then Brickell. And the fastball by Stock is down too low for ball one. Stock with Baltimore last year, wound up winning two and losing two. He was with Miami to begin with in the 60 season. One eight, lost six. He has a sinking fastball. Gets it over the plate wall. Strike called outside corner. One ball and one strike. Born in 1934, stands 6'1", weighs 177 pounds, but attempt by Hunt. Sales foul up on the screen behind the plate, and it's one ball and two strikes. This looks like a permanent assignment for Stock in the Baltimore bullpen. The Angels lead 7-1, starting the third inning. Here's the two-strike pitch to Ken Hunt. Hit him. Got him right up on the wrist. Got him on the right wrist as he fell away from that pitch by Stock. And Hunt hit here. Gets on to start things off in the third. Bob Elliott, the coach at first, comes over to check and Ken indicates he's all right. Here's the shortstop, Chris Brickell. That one also Nick Gus Triandos. There was one that glanced off the wrist, then the bat of Hunt. And then caught Gus Priandas just above the wrist. 
with his bare hand. So time was taken, and Gus went out, walked around, talked to Stock for a moment, now coming back behind the plate. First for Cal, who popped out to Ronnie Hanson, the shortstop, to retire the side in the first inning. Steps in now with Hunt on at first, nobody out. And the next man up there will be the catcher, Del Rice. Tomorrow's game, it will be Steve Barber against Ned Garber. And the stretch. Stock delivers, runner going, a swing and a foul fly, out of play down the right field line, traveling into the upper deck. And it's one strike. Minnesota, nothing. The New York Yankees, nothing. At the end of four. The Indians of Cleveland, seven. The Detroit Tigers, two. Detroit batting, last half of the fourth. Kansas City, two. Boston, nothing. Last half of the third. In the National League, Cincinnati, one. The Cubs, nothing at the end of two. St. Louis, nothing. Milwaukee, nothing. And the Braves are batting in their half of the second. So those are all the scores up to date. Ken Hunt running on that last pitch. Away to his lead at first. Draws the throw. Stock whipped one over to Gentile. But Ken went jumping right back to the bag. Here's the motion and the pitch. Raquel swings. Ground ball. Third base side. Robinson over to Breeding for one. Relay to first. In time. Double play. Robinson to Breeding to Gentile. And these two clubs even up. A double play apiece. Rich Raquel bouncing one down to the third baseman, Butch Robinson. Now with two out, here is the catcher, Del Rice. Del walked to start the second inning. Clouds overhead, that wind continues to sail them across the sky. That strong breeze. The motion by the Orioles' right-hander stock. Pitch swung on, drive deep out of the left field. Breaking back for the ball goes Stevens. Wind holds this one up, and Stevens makes the catch. So Rice really pounded one well out in left field, but it was fighting the wind all the way. In the third, no run, no hit, no errors. And with the double play, nobody left. Score at the end of the first half of the third. The Angels 7, Baltimore 1. Well, it seems like everybody's doing it, Bobby. Doing what, Robert? Rattling around the hometown team, getting set to go all out for our Angels in 1961. But I'll tell you something else Californians are doing, are going for, Bob, and that's handy glass cans of the beer that brings you the Angels' light-hearted fall stand. Well, you can't blame them. Those trim, no-deposit bottles are just the thing for convenience. Real space savers, Don, fit right in the palm of your hand, fit any shelf. Yes, they're just a thing for a bottled beer enjoyment, too, brimming with choice and cheerful real beer flavor. So latch on to a six-pack or two of lighthearted living. Handy, no-deposit glass cans of lighthearted full staff. America's premium quality beer. There's lighthearted living. In lighthearted staff. America's premium quality beer. Kel, we're off to quite a start. Here's the sun trying to peek through again. Yeah, I tell you, it, it's been cold every time I've ever been in Baltimore. I was remarking down there before to the custodian charge the press box. He says, well, I've seen you before someplace, haven't I? And I suggest I've been here with the Rams. <laughs> this is the same kind of Baltimore weather I'm used to. Well, let's see what happens now in the Baltimore half of the third. Center field with Jackie Brandt steps in. Jackie, in the first inning, had a base hit. Hit one between Yost and Brickell in the left field. Right-handed batter and the motion, the pitch by Gerba. Swing, same spot, base hit, left field. Jackie Brandt didn't waste any time up there. Took a cut on that initial offering by Gerba, 
and pounded one again in the hole between short and third. Here is the left-handed batting right fielder, Russ Snyder. He hit out of a fielder's choice, or reached out of a fielder's choice, hitting into a force play on the first inning. So, runner at first, Angels lead 7-1. We're in the last of the third. Here's the stretch. Yost coming in from third, and the pitch down low for a ball. One ball to no strikes. By that, I don't mean when I say Yost coming in from third, that down by six runs, that they find any sacrificing idea here. But, but Snyder, with his great speed, could possibly be bunting for the hit. Just bunting to get on. And the pitch cut off. Late foul tip. One ball and one strike. The Orioles last year finished second to the Yankees, trailed them by eight games. And they were two games ahead of the third place White Sox. Gerber ready with a 1-1 delivery. Curve high and outside. And it's ball two and strike one. the two on delivery ready here by Gerba high and outside ball three and it's three and one so Eli pitching to the left-hander Russ Snyder having trouble with him and Bell Rice goes out to talk to Eli here's Eddie Yost coming over from his spot at third to join the conversation Rice coming back behind the plate Eddie going back over to the bag and Eli takes a moment, gets that glove off, rubs up this ball, and checks around the infield, takes his cap off for a moment. Standing right on the bag, Jackie Brandt. Way to his lead now. Kozuski playing off the bag. 3-1 delivery coming in. Up too high, ball four. Well, they're two on with nobody out in the third. And here's Robinson. We're in the business section of the batting order now with Robinson, Gentile, and Priambos coming up in order. And we're going to see some activity in the Angels' bullpen. Here is Brooks Robinson, right-handed batter. Hit into the double play. First time up. Pitch to him. Strike call. Work the outside corner of the plate. Strike one. Jackie Brad on at second base. Russ Snyder is here at first. We're in the last half of the third. Eli Gerber takes that stretch again. The look toward the lead man at second and the pitch. Outside at the waist. Ball one and strike one. Tex Clevenger throws. For the Angels in the bullpen. Out beyond the low wire fence, 390 feet away. So Gerber, one and one on Robinson. Robinson can on many occasions be a good long ball hitter. And the next pitch to him pops the fastball in there. Caught him by surprise. Strike two call. One ball and two strikes. Because that pitch came in, Robbie took a double take on it. 
Mammoth ballpark. Tremendous acreage there on the outfield, except out the foul line. One and two count. Runners at first and second with nobody out. Here's the two-strike pitch. Swung on, driven down the right field line. Foul. About five or six feet outside the line. Albie Pearson, as it's caromed off the wall, makes a pickup of it. So you can put your heart back in its right spot now, and it's a one and two count. Minnesota nothing. The Yankees nothing. We're in there in the last half of the fifth. Here we are, the last of the third. Brooks Robinson sliced one, shot one, foul down the right field line. One and two on him. Eli getting aside from Bell Rice. We look toward the lead man again, and the pitch swung on. Here's a fly ball out in the right field. The wind is blowing into the foul territory, and it's going to be fouled down the right field line. Missed the foul pole by about 25 or 30 feet, dropping up into the seats. And it's still one and two. And Robinson had that more toward the straightaway mark when it was initially hit. That wind blowing, it probably would have wrapped it right around the foul pole. One and two count on Brooks Robinson. He made a great play earlier on a hard smash at the third base side off the bat of Aspromani. Brandt at second. Snyder was out at first. Here's the two-strike pitch coming in. Let up on it and didn't miss by more than a hair there. Two balls and two strikes. Bit too high in the opinion of the plate umpire, Stephen. Two balls and two strikes. Runners at first and second here with nobody out. Gerber to the stretch again. And the pitch coming in. Curve up over his head. Ball three. Three and two. The on-deck man is Gentile. So this is a noisy point in today's game with these fans watching Gerber go to a three-and-two count on Robinson. Brad maneuvers away from the back at second. Snyder jumps out to a longer lead at first. So here's the 3-2 delivery coming in. Fastball swung on ground ball off of the third base side. Yost over to second for one. Relay to first, and it's a wide toss away from Suzuki. Pass to find the ball to run scores. Robinson, meanwhile, stayed at first. The throw by Aspromati will draw an error. It was down in the dirt. Suzuki tried to make a swipe pickup of it. And as it went off his glove, high up in the air, it dropped behind him and flew, wheeled around like a man in a revolving door trying to find that one. So it's going to be an error for Aspromati. No RBI. Jackie Brandt came in to score. Snyder was forced at second base. As Eddie Youth made the pickup of the ball to begin with, the ground ball, and got it to Aspromati to force out Snyder. Here is Gentile. Here's a swing and a foul off behind the plate. The score now, the Angels 7, Baltimore 2 in the last half of the third. 
So Baltimore, here is Gentile. Here's a swing and a foul off behind the plate. The score now, the Angels 7, Baltimore 2 in the last half of the third. So Baltimore trying to chip away here at the Angel lead that at one time was 7 to nothing. The Angels with three on the first and four in the second. Gentile had a base hit. Line one sharply to right field leading off the second. One strike pitch to him. Slider by Gerba. Up a bit high. One ball and one strike. Brooks Robinson is on at first. With one out, and the pitch to Gentile. Ground ball off of the second base side. As for Monty, over to, over to second for one, and Raquel had the leap up over the sliding Brooks Robinson, so no possibility of the relay to first. They get the fourth play at second base. So Brooks Robinson forced out from the second baseman, Aspromati, to the shortstop, Percy Raquel. Gentile reaches on a field of choice, and here is the catcher, Gus Priando. At the end of five at Yankee Stadium, Minnesota nothing, and the Yankees, nothing. Gus Priandos. Hit one right on the nose, but the wind held the ball up in left field in the second inning, and it was an easy catch for Bob Sir. Stretch second by Gerba, and they pitch on the way to Triandos. Down low and outside. Stopped by Rice to make it ball one. One-nothing count on Gus Priandos. Jim Gentile moving away from the bag at first. Curveball to Priandos, low and outside. And it's one ball and one strike. Spellow started out of the Yankee organization. And he's a big one. And a very likable one, too. One ball and one strike on Gus, and the delivery to the fastball swung on long, pulls deep out of the right field, breaking back for it, Alvy Pearson. Back near the fence, he makes the catch to retire the side. Triandos gave one a tremendous ride, 375 feet away, but hauled on by Alvy Pearson. And that's all she wrote in the third inning for the Orioles. One run, one hit, one error, and one man left. It's an end run. And the score at the end of three full innings of play. This is Don Walls with Bob Kelly and Steve Bailey. Our Los Angeles Angels 7 and the Baltimore Orioles 2. Well, fans, this portion of the opening game of the new Los Angeles Angels is brought to you by Folgers Coffee, the top-selling coffee in the West. The Folger people ask me to tell you fans how happy they are to take part in bringing you these play-by-play broadcasts of all the Angels games throughout the 1961 season, both at home and on the road. And because a lot of you Angel fans are already Folgers coffee fans, this is our way of saying thanks for helping Folgers become number one in coffee sales wherever it's sold. It's also Folgers' way of saying welcome from an old-timer in the West to a newcomer. We're sure the Angels will soon become a real Western tradition, just as Folgers Coffee has become a Western tradition for over 100 years. So, from now until next fall, it's play ball with the Angels and with Folgers Coffee, the one coffee that's mountain-grown in the rich soil of the Highland Air, where conditions are just right for growing coffee at its finest.
Remember, when I say coffee, I mean Folgers. Now let's take a look at the scores of other games in progress. Milwaukee and St. Louis are scoreless at the end of three. Broglie against Spawn. Cincinnati, Chicago, 1-1 at the end of two and a half. Hobby against Otuo. For more play-by-play, the Angels leading 7-2 in the top of the fourth. Here is Bob Kelly. Oh, thank you, Steve. And here's the Angel pitcher, Eli Gerba, right-handed batter. Bunted into a forced play and a futile attempt to sacrifice in the second inning. West stock for third Baltimore pitcher, right-handed to the mound, works. And he tries to book this one, foul six. A fastball into the dirt behind, strike one. The score here at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland, is the Angels 7 and the Baltimore Orioles 2. The Angels batting in the top half of the fourth inning. The Angel pitcher up here for the second time at bat this afternoon, Eli Gerber. West on the mound for Baltimore. Works again, and the fastball is wide. So the count levels off here, ball one and strike one. You cannot assume a double play in scoring, and thus Baltimore's run of the third inning was scored as an earned run. Now the next pitch, and it is high and outside. Ball two, the count to Gerber. Ball two, strike one. Stock pitched one inning prior to this one in the third. Hit a batter, but got out of that because of double play, so faced only three men. The Angels leading by a score of 7-2. Here's the 2-1 pitch. Swings a high fly to deep left field. Gene Stevens drifting way back, and he's got it. Way back near the screen. Back by the Baltimore bullpen. So Gilbert put a lot of work behind that one, and had it not been going right into a stiff wind, we'd have had the first home run hit by a pitcher in the American League this season. But it's only an out. One down. Brings down the top of the Angel batting order. Third baseman, Eddie Oates, to bats right. Yost popped the shortstop in the first inning, drew a walk in the second. He walked 26 times this spring in the exhibition games. So one out, nobody on here. The Angels lead, 7-2. Stock the right-hander, winds and delivers, and the fastball is right down the pike. A call, strike one. They're shading Yost a little bit around to the right for a late swinger. The next pitch, fastball, right down there again for a call, strike two. So Eddie's looked at a couple of good pitches. Red Crest coaching at third, Bob Elliott at first. One out, nobody on. On to the count, Eddie O's. Now, the late pitch. He's swung on a change-up curve and missed strike three. So stop strikes out Eddie O's on three pitches. Two down and on for the Angels in the fourth inning. They scored three runs in the first, a two-run homer by Klazuski, and a single homer by Serve, and got four runs in the second inning. Hit his second back-to-back homer with two on. Here's the wind-up from the pitch to Kenny Aspermati, and he checked his swing and took one high. Kenny was called out on strikes the first inning, hit into a forced play, robbed of a base hit on a tremendous stop by the classy third baseman of the Birds, 
Brooks Robinson in the second inning. Here's the ball one, no strike pitch, and it's wide, ball two. The Minnesota Twins failed to score in the top of the sixth inning at Yankee Stadium after five and a half votes. Minnesota nothing, and the Yankees nothing. Here at Baltimore, Los Angeles, leading the Orioles 7-2. to Two, two outs, and on to the top of the fourth inning, 2 nothing. The count here to Astromati. The next pitch, he looks for a good one. Right over. That's that fast-breaking sinker pitch around the knees. Ball two, strike one. Shortstop Ronnie Hampson playing deep in the hole. Third baseman Robinson deep, the third close to the line. Swings the ground ball through the left field for a base set. Right through the gap there, fielded by Stevens. Throws it to the shortstop. Hanson cuts off. And there's a run around here as Asperbani gets the fifth angel hit of the afternoon. And his first hit of the season. Rounds a sharp single between the shortstop Hanson and the third baseman Brooks Robinson. And that brings down little Albie Pearson. The mighty Mike walked on four pitches in the first inning. And he lined a single to center field in the second. So he has scored two runs and driven in one. Person went down the line here to talk to the third base coach, Red Crest. So the Angels out in front here, 7-2, have a run around first and ask for money. And the little left-handed batter, Albert Pearson, the right fielder, stands in. Stop. Right-handed the bottom for the Orioles. Stretches, looks at Aspermati, pitches, and gets away from the catcher. Wild pitch or a pass ball. Aspermati going down to second. Rounds the bag, goes back in there, and I believe it'll be charged as a pass ball against Grandos. A high fastball that got away from the catcher, so Aspermati moves into scoring position. And they count the Albert Pearson ball one. Don, Steve, and I have received a wire from a good friend of ours, a popular Los Angeles disc jockey. Dick Whittingell says, we'll be carrying a small transistor around Lakeside. It's a big deal for you guys. Make it live. Good luck, Rip. All right. Pearson stands in and now we've stopped taking a lot of time. Now he steps out the grunt back in. Pretty close to that plate, the little guy with a squared stance. Run around second two away here for the Angels. The stretch by stop. Next pitch to Albie. Takes the good letter high fastball for a call. Strike one. Ball one and strike one. This is the start of a 13 games and 15 days road trip for the Angels. This two game series will wind up tomorrow night with a night game, which will be televised on KJ TV Channel 9, as well as broadcast on this station. There's a change up pitch and a call strike right into the knees. Bobby looks at the good one, ball one and strike two. After tomorrow night's game, we'll have a couple of days off. Then a single game in Boston Saturday afternoon, followed by a Sunday afternoon doubleheader at Boston against the Red Sox. One and two, the count to Pearson. As for Matt hit second, two down. The next pitch is high and away. Fastball, ball two, two and two. Eddie Matthews hit a home run for the Braves in the bottom of the fourth, putting off Ernie Brolio. And at the end of four in that game of the last league, Milwaukee leads the Cardinals one to nothing. Ask for money at second, two down here. Pearson, the batter, two two the count. The stretch by stock in the pitch. Swings a slow bouncer pile off the right side, hit that one just off the skin of the knuckles. And the count holds it, ball two in strike two. Following the weekend series of Boston, there'll be a Monday off. The Angels then play three straight day games against the Yankees at the Yankee Stadium. 
Then over to Detroit for three games, followed by a pair of night games against the White Sox in Chicago, and then for the big day at Wrigley Field, Los Angeles. American League Baseball arrives. The Angels and the Minnesota Twins. 2-2, the count here to Albie Pearson. Russ back into the stretch, checks that runner, Ashford with a good lead at second. The pitch, way inside and low, and it almost got by Triandos. So four count on Pearson, ball three, strike two. Milt Pratt was the 15-game winner in each of the last two seasons. Started for Baltimore, but was hit hard. His wildest and two home runs by Klazuski and saves home run spelled his downfall. The Angels leading here by a score of some seven to two. Three and two, the full count pitch coming up. The stretch, and here it is. Swings, there's a high fly at the shallow right. Going back as the second baseman greeting, Snyder, the right fielder in, and he makes the catch to retire the side. So on the fourth inning for the Angels, no runs, one hit, no errors. One man left on base after three and a half innings of play. The score is Los Angeles 7 and Baltimore 2. Fans in the Republic of El Salvador, there's a city called San Vicente, famous for hot springs, geysers, and a volcano. On the slopes of this volcano, you can see vast orchards of delicate trees, each bearing its own rich bounty of coffee. Here is one of the world's outstanding areas for mother-drawn coffee. And here is where coffee is being drawn for the Folger blend. Mount San Vicente is one of the many Folger mountains where the soil is rich and the highland air is pure and conditions are just right for growing coffee at its finest. Here the coffee bean develops its deepest flavor. Throughout the world there are other mountains like San Vicente with a special gift for growing coffee. There's Mount Fuego in Guatemala, Mount Irizu in Costa Rica, Mount Orizaba in Mexico, and Mount Monaloa in our new state, Hawaii. All growing coffee for the Folger blend. Premium mountain-grown coffee with deep flavor and rich aroma. That's why when I say coffee, I mean Folgers. Eli Gerber, ready to go to work here in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Angels starting pitcher has allowed two runs, one of them unearned, given up three hits. He has walked two batters, struck out nobody as yet, and Ronnie Hanson, Baltimore's rookie of the year in the American League last year, their fine shortstop and a right-handed batter, steps in. Here's the lineup by Eli and the pitch. Swings on a second ball and falls into the dirt behind, rolling back to the backstop, strike one. Hanson topped the ball and bounced out in front of the plate and was thrown out by pitcher Gerber. His first time at bat in the second inning. Now the windup of the next pitch to Hanson, and he takes a let-up pitch outside. Ball one and strike one. Hanson will be followed by Gene Stevens and Mar Breedy. Now the next pitch. Swings a slow bouncer down toward third. Yost charges it, grabs it, close to Kozuski, and he digs it out of the dirt to the out. So Hanson out of there, third baseman Yost to first baseman Kozuski, as Eli, keeping that ball down low, got Hanson to the top it. Billy Heft, a softball, warming up in the Baltimore bullpen. And here is Gene Stevens, big, tall, left-handed batting left fielder, walked in the second inning. 
Gilbert, the right-hander, winds and delivers. And it's a puff ball, a little high, and getting away from the catcher, Joe Rice. Ball one. We received a lot of wires here on our broadcast. Congratulations on opening day coming in loud and clear in the great San Joaquin Valley. Signed, Mr. Bill Sinclair, general manager of KNGS Radio in Hanford. Ball one, the count here. One out, nobody on. Stevens waits the next pitch. He screams late on a fastball. As Gibber threw his fastest pitch of the afternoon. And Stevens swung away late on it. Ball one in, strike one. Mar Breeding, the second baseman of the Orioles on deck. Here's Gibber's next pitch. And it's a letter pitch, rolled inside for ball two. Third baseman, Eddie Ilse, is playing up on the corner of the grass. The outfield is fairly straight. She'd have just slapped it to the right, playing Stevens as a poor hitter, but not too much. Two and one the count. The next pitch to him. And he arches away from an inside pitch down by the kneecaps. Ball three, three and one. The score of the Los Angeles Angels seven. And the Baltimore Orioles two. The Angels scored three in the first, four in the second. Baltimore got one in the second and one in the third. Three and one the count here with one out nobody on for the Orioles. So Gubber behind in the count. Pops, kicks, pitches. And he walks him high and outside. Ball four. Let's pause now for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. This is Action Radio, KMPC, Los Angeles. And this is Johnny Grant reminding you that for good music and complete traffic information, it's the Freeway Club every afternoon on KMPC, 710 on everybody's dial. Along with Don Wells and Steve Bailey from Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Opening day of the 1961 American League Baseball season for the Los Angeles Angels and the Baltimore Orioles. Stepping to the batter's box is the right-handed batting second baseman of the Orioles, Meyer Breeding, with a runner on first and one away. Here's Gilbert's pitch, playing the high pop-up behind first base. Aspermati moving over near the line, and he's got it to the out in fair territory by a couple of feet back on the outfield grass and short right. Stevens. Plotting back into first base, and there's two down. The pitchers do up here. That walk given up to Stevens was the third pass yielded this afternoon by Eli Gerber. And we're looking for a pitch batter to crowd here. Bob Allison, one of the big sluggers, will be appearing with the Minnesota Twins on opening day at Wrigley Field, April the 27th. Has uh, hit a home run in the top of the seventh inning for Minnesota off Waddy Ford to give Minnesota at least a one to nothing lead for the top of the seventh inning. Earl Robinson coming to bat. Earl Robinson coming up here to bat for the pitchers. Let's start. With two down, the Angels leading 7-2, a runner on first from the bottom of the fourth inning. Here's the pitch to Robinson, and he checks his way and takes the good one. Fast-breaking pitch right in there for a call strike one. Robinson's the fellow that you may recall out there in the coast. He was signed for one of the largest bonuses in Dodger history. He was purchased from the Dodgers. This past December, right-handed batter standing in, strike one the count. Gubba works again. A little pitch is a little outside, waist high. Ball and the count levels. That ball one in, strike one. 
This is the second pitch batter that has appeared up here this afternoon for Baltimore. Billy batted to the pitcher in the second inning and popped up. Now the stretch. The 1-1 pitch to Robinson. Swings a high fly at the center field. Hunt started back, moved right into his original position, and he got it to the out to retire the side. Robinson flies to Hunt. And in the fourth inning for the Birds, no runs. No hits, no errors, one man left on base at the end of four. The score, the Angels seven, and the Orioles two. When today's first ball was pitched, baseball's most historic event of more than a half a century was created. Los Angeles in the American League. But that's only half the story. Even greater will be the red carpet day of all days when American League baseball comes to Los Angeles at Wrigley Field on Thursday afternoon, April 27th, against sluggers Harmon Killebrew, Jim Lemon, Bob Allison, and the Minnesota Twins. And now your red carpet to enjoy real baseball at its best with Angel season tickets becomes a reality. There are tickets for the Daylight 21 and Weekender plans. Get them now for the exciting action you'll want to see at easy-to-reach Wrigley Field, where it's comfortable and every seat is a good one. Either write or phone Wrigley Field or visit the park in person for your tickets. The address is 435 East 42nd Place, the telephone Adams 24761. And for tops and convenience, use the easy-to-pay method, your Bank AmeriCard. Well, the Angels come to bat here in the fifth inning against the fifth pitcher, or fourth pitcher used by uh, Baltimore, Billy Hepp. We'd like to check over the scores there if you had them to me, Don. They have a convertible in the outfield that brings the relief pitchers in, and since Heft is now just walking toward the mound to take his warm-up pitches, it gives us an opportunity to check the scores of other games. Bob Allison's home run in the top of the seventh inning broke a scoreless tie, and Minnesota is out in front of the Yankees at least one nothing, Friday forward against Pete Ramos. Cleveland leads Detroit 7-2 after 5.5. Jim Perry started for Cleveland. Jim Benning started for Detroit. Regan in the second, Donahue in the sixth. Kansas City leads Boston 2-1 after 3.5. Ray Herbert against Bill Monbouquet. In the National League, there are three openers this afternoon and one tonight. In the games in progress, Cincinnati leads Chicago 4-1 after 3.5. Hobby against O'Toole. Home runs by Robinson, Rogers, and Post. Post hit his with two on. Milwaukee leads St. Louis 1-0 at the end of four and a half. Eddie Matthews hit a home run off Ernie Brolio in the fourth inning. Warren Spahn pitching for Milwaukee. Pittsburgh and San Francisco play this afternoon. The Dodgers and Phillies tonight. All right, here's Kel. All right, here's the fourth Baltimore pitcher of the day, left-hander Billy Heff. And he will face Ted Kuzuski, who has had two home runs, mighty blast into the right field stands, accounting for five RBI this afternoon. So the Angels lead 7-2, and a left-hander, Billy Heff, now on the mound for Baltimore. And some dust got into the eyes of the batter, Kwiatkowski, as that wind swirls up that dirt from the skin part of the diamond. All right, Heft into his windup. Here's the pitch to Big Clue. That fooled him. Three-quarter delivery curveball breaking right over the heart of the plate. He backed away, and it was a good pitch. A call, strike one to Kwiatkowski. Fourth man of the Angel batting order here in the top of the fifth inning. Kozuski will be followed by Bob Serve and Kenny Hunt. Now the wind-up of the next pitch. Swings a slow bouncer to the left side. Sliced down to Brooks Robinson. Makes the play easily over to Gentile for the out. Robinson to Gentile, third to first, one down. Well, they finally got Big Clue out of there. Here's Bob.
Ron Serve, who hit his 96th home run of his career, needs just four more to reach the 100 mark in home runs. Hit that one with nobody on to the first, struck out of the second. A right-handed batter. The southpaw half works, and the pitch is a call strike on the outside corner just above the knees. One out, nobody on. The Angels at bat here, top of the fifth inning, at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Playing third for a straightaway hitter, and the infield is very deep for him. The ex-Yankee slugger. Now half lines and pitches again. That one hit the dirt before it reached the plate. Very low. Ball one. Ball one and strike one. Hep was not afforded too much of an opportunity to work uh, often last year. Here's the next pitch to serve. Always swung on that let up pitch and missed it. Billy Hep really pulled the chain on that one and it's ball one and strike two to serve. The Angels got three runs in the first inning. All produced on home runs. And four in the second, three of them on Klazuski's second homer. Baltimore getting another run of the second, adding another one in the third. Now the pitch to serve. Strike three swinging on a fastball. It struck him out. So two outs, then on, and that brings on the Angels center fielder, Kenny Hunt. The drafted from the New York Yankees, he batted 273 last year at Richmond. Watched in the first inning today, was hit by a pitch ball in the third. So this is his first official time at bat. Hep, the left-hander, ready to work to this right-handed batter. Hunt swings on a curveball and misses it. Strike one. Two outs, done on. The infield and outfield back and straight away. Hepped into his lineup. A fastball is low and inside. Ball one, the count levels at ball one and strike one. Little Albie Pearson's done a good job today. Drove in a run. Also got a walk. Albie's playing in his 300th Major League game. Now the windup, and the next pitch, the 1-1 pitch to Hunt. Lets up and uh, takes the pitch low. He started the swing, checked it. A low changeup pitch. Ball two, strike one here to Kenny Hunt. They're shading him a little bit around to the right for a late swinger. That's because of the wind, which is very strong from the left field corner over toward the right field corner. Now, the 2-1 pitch to Kenny. Swings, there's a high fly, and it's a shadow right center, leading the second baseman going back, the right fielder coming in. A collision there, but it's an out. As the right fielder, Snyder, collided with Breeding, Hunt went all the way around to third base, but the ball was caught out there. I think it was caught by reading the second baseman. So that retires the side, three up to three down in the fifth inning for the Angels. Nothing across after four and a half innings. The score remains Los Angeles seven and Baltimore two. Fans, if you would like to increase your baseball IQ, listen to this special offer from Folgers Coffee. For only 25 cents at a Folger label, you can get an amazing device that will answer just about any baseball question you can think of. And this is called the Ball of Fame. It was invented by the famous first baseman, Dave Dalgren, who figured out a way to stir up thousands of baseball packs in a cleverly constructed dial. That's right, you simply ask the question and then dial yourself the answer in a matter of seconds. The Ball of Fame has all the facts about most valuable players, no-hit games, champion base dealers, park dimensions, you name it. And send for yours by writing to Folgers Ball of Fame, Box 60, Box 60, Los Angeles 51, California. 
Enclosed 25 cents and an instant Folgers label. Or 25 cents and the last inch from a Folgers unwinding band. The address again, Folgers Ball of Fame, Box 60, Los Angeles 51, California. Please allow a week for delivery. And fans, remember, when I say coffee, I mean Folgers. Eli Gerber ready to face the top of the Baltimore batting order here in the last half of the fifth inning. It will be Jackie Brandt, Russ Snyder, Brooks Robinson. Gerber in four innings has allowed two runs, one of them unearned, given up three hits and walked three batters. Now Brandt steps out of the batter's box as the big gust of wind swept through. Now he's back in, a right-handed batter. Here's Gerber's pitch to him, and it's a little wide at the waist. Ball one. Brad has two for two today. Both of them singles to left field. Pulled that ball in the first and third innings. Shortstop Raquel playing very deep, but he'll stop a bit even with a bag, and there's a curveball right in there just above the knees. He looked at a good pitch. Count levels here. Ball one and strike one on Jackie Brandt. The Baltimore center fielder. The score of the Angels seven and the Orioles two in the last of the fifth inning. Now the pitch, an overhand curve that really fooled him right in there. He ducked away, and that ball really broke. That would have rolled right off the tabletop, and the count is ball one in strike two. Nobody on, nobody out for the Orioles. Last half the fifth inning. Gerber out in front for the count, delivers. Strike three called, he looked at a good one. Fast-breaking curve right over the outer half of the plate, waist high. And there is Eli Gerber's first strikeout of the day in the season. The one out for the Orioles here in the last of the fifth inning, and it brings on the left-handed batting right fielder, Russ Snyder, hit into a fourth play on a grounder dash for Monty in the first inning and walked in the third. So he's 0 for 1 today, batted 260 for Kansas City last year. Gilbert works. Straight called. He ducked away from what he thought was an inside pitch, but let her high right over the inside corner. One out and on, strike one the count, Gerber's next pitch, strike called, another big breaking curveball. Waist high, right in there, good pitch. So Snyder's looked at a couple of good ones there, and Gerber has the big edge on him in the count, 0-2. On deck is Brooks Robinson. Here's Gerber's next pitch. He wasted a fastball, and it wasn't too wide, just a little outside. Ball one, strike two. Playing Snyder for a straightaway hitter. Now the pitch, a lot of pitch, way outside, low ball two, two and two. Rice Shog stepping out in front of the plate, counter Del Rice, offering something to Eli. Gerber before today had pitched only three innings against Baltimore. He shakes off two signs from Rice. Now he's ready for the two-two delivery, and here it is. Brings a line drive down the right field line, foul right in the corner of the box seats. So the count holds at two and two. Time for the world's shortest commercial. Listen carefully. When I say coffee, I mean Folgers. So the count holds at ball two, strike two on the Baltimore right fielder, Russ Snyder. In tomorrow night's game here, which will be telecast as well as radio broadcast on this station. We'll see Baltimore's fine young left-hander, Steve Barber, going against the veteran right-hander, Ned Garber, for the Angels. Here's the wind-up again on the 2-2 pitch. 
swing. The ball flashed out to left field. Serve good, getting over, and he's there. Just had to take a few steps. So Snyder out on a high liner would serve the left fielder, or the Angels caught over in left center. Two outs and on, and the batter is the third baseman for Baltimore, Brooks Robinson. Robbie grounded into a double play in the first inning, hit into a fourth play in the third. Gribba, the right-hander, kicks and delivers. Fastball, swing on a fly ball, off the deep right center. Hawthorne, way back, way back, and he can't get a hold of that. He missed just a little bit. There's the batter going into second base, standing up, a two-base set. Had a lot of room out there, and Chris was shouting at him. But Huff started to stop, stopped on the ball, and it dropped over his head and rolled to the screen for a two-base hit. It was misjudged by the Angel center fielder, Hunt. And it goes as a double for Robinson and brings up Jim Gentile. So there is Baltimore's first extra base hit of the day. Gentile, who is singled and hit in a first play, comes to bat. First baseman, left-handed batter, hit 292 last year, dangerous man, hit 21 homers and drove in 96 runs. Here's the first pitch to him. Swing for the high fly ball out into short center field. Raquel Asamati, Hunt all back there. Raquel, a shortstop, takes it in, that retires the side. Fifth inning, Baltimore. No runs, one hit, no errors, one man left on base. And the Orioles have stranded five. We move into the sixth with the score of the Angels seven, Baltimore two. Today, Brazil is the land of boom towns. In the state of Paraná, Brazil, the towns are teeming with people. It's almost like the California gold rush, in fact. But in Paraná, Brazil, it's not gold they're out there. This is coffee. Here in this pioneer land, the fertile soil has made possible a great industry. Millions of young, vigorous coffee trees have been planted and sprawling plantations cover the valleys and hills. In this land of rich soil and clean air, the yield is big, and the coffee beans are deep-flavored and pure. Coffee beans like those from Paraná are blended to create instant Folgers coffee. The one instant coffee people drink for a reason other than convenience alone, and that reason is flavor. Instant Folgers coffee, a modern achievement in flavor, and the result of over a century of experience in blending and roasting fine coffee. Rich, deep-flavored coffee beans like those grown in Paraná, Brazil. Another reason why, when I say instant coffee, I mean instant Folgers. At Yankee Stadium in New York, the Minnesota Twins have knocked Waddy Ford out of the bats in the seventh inning. They're still batting. We know they have at least one run in on Bob Allison's home run. And Terry has come on to pitch in the seventh inning for the Yankees. Here it is Fritz Burkell. A little shortstop of the Angels, a right-handed batter, standing here, the left-hander, Billy Heft, going into this double-pumping motion, delivers. Sidearm pitch is a strike, catches the outer half of the plate. Midway between the belt knees for this little fella, Raquel is five foot five and a half inch, starkly built shortstop. He's gone over two, popped the short hit into a double play. The next pitch to him. Checks the swing on a wide fastball for ball one. The count levels here, ball one and strike one. And they score here at Baltimore. The Los Angeles Angels in their first game in the American League, leading Baltimore seven to two in the top of the sixth. Now the pitch to Raquel. That's a little pitch high and away from him. Ball two, two and one. Heft set the Angels down in order, their middle three in the fifth inning, now facing the tail end of the batting order in the top of the sixth. 
has a two-to-one count on Fritz Brickell. Here's Huff winding, delivers. Swings late on a fastball and misses. Strike two, two and two. Billy Huff did most of his major league pitching for the Detroit Tigers from 1952 to 1959 when he was traded to Boston and to Baltimore. Played with three clubs in 59. Here's the 2-2 pitch to Brickell, and it's sign away, ball three to full count, three and two. Nobody on and nobody out for the Los Angeles Angels in the top of the sixth inning. Angels getting off to a big early lead. Three runs for first and four in the second. The base pitch swings. There's a ground ball. And it's by the shortstop going out to left field for a base hit. Fielded by left fielder Stevens. Throws in here to Ronnie Hanson. And it's a single for Brick Brickell. So there's his first hit of the season. The first hit off Billy Hemp. The Angels sixth hit of the ball game. The Orioles have four hits, and the batter now is the Angel catcher, Dell Wright. Dell walks in the second, flies to left field in the third. Matt's right. The left-hander, Heff, looks at the runner. There's a bunted ball down to the right side. Pitcher gets it, looks to second, and throws to Gentile at first to be out of sacrifice for Rice. Moving Fritzy Bacal over to second base. So one three on the putout, pitcher half to the first baseman, Jim Gentile. And now that brings on the angel pitcher, Eli Gerba, right-handed batter. Failed in an attempt to sacrifice the second inning and flied very deep to Stevens in left field of the fourth. The runner on second is Bacal. Here's the pitch. Muts the ball to the right side. The pitcher gets it. And he's going to first, and he is out. So another sacrifice bump moves Bacal around to third base and brings the top of the batting order up there to Yost. So on both those sacrifice bumps, half the pitcher fielded through to Gentile at first. Eddie Yost up here, popped the short, walked to the second of the end, struck out swinging in the fourth. Angels have a runner at third, two away, and they lead here by a score of seven to two as they really flex their muscles in the first and second innings. Wozuski and serve homered in the first, Wozuski a three-run homer in the second. Eddie holds the swing, takes the fastball, low and inside, ball one. Minnesota came up with three runs in the top of the seventh, knocking Whitey Ford out of the box, and the Twins lead the Yankees three to nothing. Here's half windup and fits to Yost, and it's in there. Slider for a call strike. The count on Eddie levels at ball one and strike one. Yost to batted 260 last year. Fritzy Brickell over on third. Now the left-hander Heff works again, and a fastball's a little high and tight to him. Ball two, strike one. third, two down, now the pitch, a let-up pitch and a good one, and he looks on in the outside corner, waist high, ball two, strike two. Walking into our Golden West Broadcasting booth up here at Memorial Stadium, one of our sponsors, Mr. Joe Greasydick, president of the Falstaff Brewing Company. Here's a strike three, this is a good one, good ball in there at the lead. Well, that retires the side of the sixth inning for the Angels. 
No runs, one hit, no errors, one left out. At the end of five and a half, the score remains Los Angeles seven and the Baltimore Orioles two. It's the Angels seven and the Orioles two. Opening day at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore, Maryland. Cold and windy. Here's Gubbers' next pitch. Uh, change up crew ball inside. Took something off that one. Ball one and strike one. Triandos will be followed by the shortstop, Ronnie Hanson, and then the left fielder, Gene Stevens. Gerber's next pitch is a little high outside, ball two, two and one. Gerber's been in there since the start, pitched five innings, has allowed the two runs, one of those was unearned. He's given up four hits, walked three batters, and struck out one. Art Eli ready for the two-on delivery to Triando. Swings a high pop-up over near second base. Asmati waiting for it just for the right of the bag. In the well, one away. You know, Baltimore finished second of the Yankees last year by eight games, but uh, it was around the 15th of September, I believe, that they were only a half game off the pace. And then they went into that tragic experience of moving into Yankee Stadium and seeing the Brats Bummers sweep four games. All right, one out here, none on, and the fine shortstop, Ronnie Hanson, stepped in. But then as the wind blew up, he moved out of the batter's spot. Ronnie is grounded out twice to the pitcher and to the third baseman, Eddie Yost. Gerber into the windup, delivers, fastball plan, a bouncer right at Raquel, the shortstop, takes on a big handle on the second half, over to Clue, plenty of time, two down here for the Orioles in the sixth. Few schedules, uh... Give one club the opportunity to take a quick, firm lead in the pennant race that is off for the Orioles. For during the first month's play, 20 of 27 Baltimore games are against what are designated by the experts as second division clubs. Here's Gene Stevens. He's walked twice. Gained fame as Ted Williams' old caddy with the Red Sox. Angels lead here, 7 to 2 in the last of the sixth. Here's the pitch to Stevens. Takes low, ball one. Total so far, the Angels seven runs, six hits, three errors. Baltimore, two runs, four hits, and no errors committed. Ball one, no strikes, count. Gerber cranks, delivers, swings, there's a hard smash to right field for a base hit. Between Aspamati and Kuzuski, fielded by Pearson. Stevens makes his turn, wheels back into first base with a single, and there's hit number five for the Orioles. Here's the second baseman, Marv Breeding, up the bat. Manager Paul Richards describes this fellow as somebody that the opposition never raves about, but after a ball game are usually completely distraught because he does so much to hurt him in the late innings. Right-handed batter. The pitch down to the dirt gets away from the catcher. There goes the runner to second base. The ball is retrieved by the pitcher as Del Rice couldn't find it. It's a wild pitch charged against Gerber, and Stevens moves in a scoring position. And the count on the batter, Marv Breeding, Ball one. That one got away, down in the dirt. Should Breeding get on base there, I believe Chuck Asijian is going to bat for a bit of half the pitcher. Art Wilhelm, the old knuckleballer, warming up for the Baltimore bullpen. Now the stretch. Here's the next pitch to Breeding. Try to check his swing on the foul ball. Nice stop in front of the plate after hitting the batter. The count is ball one and strike one. 
Gene Stevens on second, two out here for the birds in the last of the sixth inning. It wasn't the birds, but it was the Angels who were really flapping their wings in the first couple innings out here this afternoon. Now the stretch, one win the count. The pitch. Strike. A good fastball in the inside corner, let it high. So Eli Gubba has the edge. Ball one and strike two on my breeding. Pitchers at San Francisco, we have them now. Bob Prim for the Pirates and Sad Sam Jones for San Francisco. No scores yet on that one. Here it's the Angels leading the Orioles, 7-2. Baltimore with Stevens on second, two down. One and two, the count on breeding. The stretch by Gerber, the pitch. Good ball hind inside, ball two. Tune two. Gerber, who prior to today had faced the Baltimore Orioles in only three innings in his major league career. In five and two-thirds innings here, has given up the two runs thus far and only five hits. Now the stretch. 2-2 the count to breeding. Here it comes. Swings, there's a high fly ball off the left field corner. Chased by third, Raquel and Yost, and it is out of play into the lower box seats. So the count holds it, ball two and strike two. Incidentally, Ronnie Klein, the former Pittsburgh right-hander, was purchased last night by the Angels for an unannounced amount of cash from the St. Louis Cardinals. Ron incidentally pitched for... Angel General Manager Fred Haney, when the latter was manager of the Pirates, and Klein reported this morning and is in uniform. So the Angels acquired some new ball players here right there, another pitcher, Ray Semprock, and of course, their shortstop starting in the season opener today, Fritzy Brickell. Hot 2-2 is a count here on Breeding. Stevens, who after two downs, singled and took second on the wild pitch, takes his lead. Now the pitch. Straight three, swinging to retire the side. Got him in a big... Bending curveball. That's the second strikeout for Eli Gerber, and at the end of six innings of play, after Baltimore failed to score on one run and left one stranded, for a total of six stranded, it is Los Angeles Angels 7 and the Baltimore Orioles 2. Well, today's the beginning of the big league season, and for a lot of you fans, there's a great opportunity for a new beginning in filter smoking. Until now, you had only two choices in filter cigarettes. Those that had the filter you wanted or the others that had good-tasting blends. Naturally, you wanted both, the filter and the right taste. And today, you can get both combined in one cigarette, Viceroy. Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the filter, got the blend. Deep weave filter, first of the modern filter. The perfect filter for Viceroy's secured blend. Remember, some cigarettes give you the filter you want, others a good-tasting blend. But only Viceroy's got it at both ends. Deep weave filter, deep cured blend. They go together. So fans, start the season off right. Smoke Viceroy. And go together. Go together. The deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Well, now that you Angel fans have taken your seventh inning stretch, let's go back to play. Los Angeles leading seven to two. Ken Aspermati leads off, and here's Don Wells. Thank you, Steve. Second base from Ken Aspermati will lead off here against the left-hander Billy Heft. Well, two of the happiest people in the ballpark today are seated right down below us, Gene Autry and Bob Reynolds. And they're really happy that 
The Angels picked up three in the first and four in the second and lead here seven to two as we start the seventh inning. Lou Johnson ran down into the bullpen area. That is beyond the wire fence out in right field. So the Lou waiting for them to open the gate down there. Play is held up momentarily. Aspermati stepping in now. Ken has one hit. Three times at bat. Scored around in the second inning. And facing the fourth Baltimore pitcher of the afternoon, Billy Hunt. Pitch swung on foul back on the screen. Strike one. Hunt to uh, throw a screwball. I've noticed that in a few pitches that he's shown us this afternoon. The Minnesota Twins trade. The New York Yankees nothing at the end of seven. The Cleveland Indians seven. The Detroit Tigers five at the end of seven. Bubba Phillips just popped a homer for Cleveland, however, in the eighth with a man on. So they had expanded their lead now to nine to five at least. That is Cleveland's lead. Here's the one strike offering by Heft, and it's Lone Phillips, one ball and one strike. Kansas City two, Boston one at the end of five. In the National League, Cincinnati seven, the Cubs won that game in the last half of the sixth. Milwaukee one, St. Louis nothing at the end of six. Pitch again, low close, ball two, and it's two and one. Ken Aspermati, Albie Pearson, and Ted Klesiski will come up here. First half of the seventh inning. The Angels lead 7-2. The motion again by Hap and the pitch. Swung on. High fly ball up into the wind out in left field. Coming off of the ball is Stevens going out for it, Hanson. And the shortstop, Roddy Hanson, caught it fair. Took it by about a foot. Inside the line, well down the foul line. Pause now for station identification. This is the Golden West Radio Network. This is KMPC, 50,000 left Los Angeles. And this is Dick Whittinghill suggesting you stay tuned to the only radio station with two Airwatch helicopters, one of them co-piloted by a dog. <laughs> Action radio at 710 on everybody's dial. Lou Albee steps into the batter's box. Albee walked and scored in the first single, drove in a run and scored a run in the second. Pitch to him now, and he ran up on it, tried to bunt it. He had a bluff it, and he took a good pitch for a strike. And Albee then flied out in the fourth inning to retire the side. Robinson pulled in from third as Pearson had run up on that pitch by Billy Heft. Now with one strike on him, they let up by Billy right in there for strike to make it nothing and two. One out with nobody on. Start of a 13 games in 15 days road trip for the Angels. Here's the two-strike pitch coming in. Pearson takes up a bit high and it's one ball and two strikes. So this two-game series winds up tomorrow night with a night game, followed by two days off. Then we'll have a single game in Boston Saturday, followed by a Sunday doubleheader. Then we'll play three straight day games in New York. Pitch to Pearson, strike three called. Nice side-on delivery by Billy Huff that caught Pearson leading away from the plate. So Abby is caught out on strikes. Now they're two out in the seventh. Here's the first baseman, Ted Blasiski. Clue hit a two-run homer in the first inning, hit a three-run homer in the second, and then bounced out to third baseman Brooks Robinson leading off the fifth. Billy Hap, the left-hander, works to Klesiski. The motion going and the pitch on the way. Clue swings, a little pop-up off of the right side. Second baseman, Mar Breeding, calling for this. On the dirt surface of the infield, midway between first and second, makes the catch to retire the side. Clue banged that one right off the handle. Three up and three down of the seventh inning, and with nothing across, the score at the end of the first half of the seventh, on Los Angeles Angels 7, and the Baltimore Orioles 2. Take a clean, pure sound. 
Take a rich, mellow sound. They go together. They go together. Pure and rich. They go together. Like the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. cigarettes tell you they've got the filter. Others, the blend. But Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Deep weave filter. The perfect filter to go with Viceroy's deep cured blend. They go together. Go together. The deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Viceroy's got it. Yes, sir, Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the filter, got the blend. A great spoke. Get Viceroy. Jack Cassajan comes up here to bat for the pitcher, Billy Hepp. The Orioles have been granted a 30-day extension on their conditional purchase agreement on Cassajan. If he fails to make the Baltimore roster, and apparently he's going to make it here, but they still have the 30-day extension. If he should fail to make the Baltimore roster, he will be returned to the Los Angeles Dodgers Spokane Club. Chuck Cassajan, right-handed batter. Quite a man for the Dodgers in the 59 World Series in a pinch-hitting role on a couple of occasions. It's two distant jobs. Curveball swung on. There's a high pop-up back of the mound. Coming over for it, Julio Becker, who just came in to play first, and Becker makes the catch. One out. So Julio Becker in there in place of Ted Klesiski. And Julio responsible for the first putout here in the Baltimore half of the seventh inning. The Minnesota Twins came up with two more runs in the eighth inning on a two-run homer by Reno Bertaglia. And they lead 5-0 over the Yankees. New York batting in the last half of the eighth. That homer off Ralph Terry. Here's center fielder Jackie Brandt. Stepping in there now. One out. Done on. Angels lead 7-2. Big motion by Gerber. The pitch low and outside for ball one. So the Angels have scored seven runs on a half dozen hits. Baltimore with two runs on five hits. The pitch by Eli. Right in there. Spike call to make it one and one. Three times today, manager Paul Richards has gone to the bench. Dave Philly, Earl Robinson, and Chuck Cassidian. And Gerber has disposed of all of them. High floating curve and a swing and a foul off this. Back up on the screen. And it's one ball and two strikes. Well, it's been on the cold side and cloudy out here at Memorial Stadium today, but that's the kind of weather that puts players on their toes and the kind of weather when it's good to sit back and light up a Viceroy as you enjoy this ball game today here in the last half of the seventh inning. Two-strike delivery coming in now. Sidearm pitch off the inside edge of the plate to make it two balls, two strikes. Gerber with a two-strike offering again. Fed one in there that apparently was up a bit too high. Kind of shown on the board out there and indicated now that it's two balls and two strikes. So it's an even count shown on Brandt. One out here with nobody on. Gerber has been terrific. He's scattered around five hits. 
Oh, let's see. It is shown now. Full count, three and two. Plate umpire Stevens just stepped around to the right side of the plate. Now they've made the correction on the board. So this... Russ Snyder has been up three times. Reached out a fielder's choice in the first inning. Walked in the third. Flat out of the fifth. Curveball swing and a bounding ball right back by Gerber. Base hit in the center field. So with two out in the seventh inning, that is hit number six. He gave up a single to Brad in the first. Single to Gentile in the second. Single to Brandt in the third. The only extra base did a double by Robinson in the fifth. Single by Stevens in the sixth. Single by Snyder here in the seventh. 37,352. That's the official paid attendance. 37,352 at Memorial Stadium in Baltimore. Brooks Robinson. One hit three times at bat. And the pitch to the right-hander swung out. Here's a high pop-up on the third base side. Eddie Yost coming outside the line. Getting on it now. Yost makes the catch. And that retires the side. So on the seventh inning, no runs. One hit. No errors. One left. Score at the end of seven. The Angels seven. Baltimore two. Well, it started today. The Angels on a march that in time can lead to a World Series. It's Major League Baseball, American League Baseball, the best, naturally. And the Angels are in the thick of the excitement. They'll be home on Thursday, April the 27th, for the history-making inaugural of American League Baseball in Wrigley Field, when they play the Minnesota Twins, the slugging stars Bob Allison, Harm Killebrew, and Jim Lemon. But first on the road, the Orioles, then from here to Boston, the Red Sox, the Yankees, the Tigers and the White Sox in Chicago, and then the day of days in easy-to-reach Wrigley Field. Ensure yourself now of all the thrills of this never-to-be-forgotten day. You just won't be in style if you're not there by ordering your comfortable seats with that right-before-your-eyes close-up view. Remember, you can make it easy on yourself with a Bank AmeriCard for tickets. Call, write, or visit Wrigley Field. The address, 435 East 42nd Place. The phone number, Adams 24761. Now, now running down the scoreboard at the end of eight at Yankee Stadium, Minnesota now leads the Yankees 5 to nothing. Rene Batoy had a two-run homer in the eighth inning. And at the end of eight innings at Detroit, the score there, the Cleveland Indians are leading the Detroit Tigers. Nine to five at the end of six in Boston. The Kansas City Athletics leading the Boston Red Sox four to one in the bottom of the seventh inning. Of course, uh, or rather at the end of seven innings here at Baltimore, it's seven to two. The Angels over the Baltimore Orioles. In the National League in the last of the seventh inning, Cincinnati Reds lead the Chicago Cubs seven to one. O'Toole all the way thus far for Cincinnati. And at the bottom of the seventh inning at Milwaukee, the Braves lead the Cardinals 1-0 on Eddie Matthews. Fourth inning home run off Ernie Brolio. Warren Spahn is pitched shutout ball for seven frames at the Cardinals. Pittsburgh failed to score on the top of the inning at Candlestick Park. So it's the Pirates nothing and the Giants nothing there. Bob Friend against Dad Sam Jones. And the Phillies and the Dodgers start the Coliseum. All right, we have a new pitcher as the Angels come to bat here in the top of the seventh inning and serve the batter and tell you about it again, Don Wells. Clyde Wilhelm is the new pitcher. 
So we have the oversized mitt now. The catcher's mitt being used by Gus Priandis, this mammoth thing, this mammoth hunk of leather that they use for the Wilhelm knuckleball. And the leadoff man for the Angels will be left fielder Bob Sir. Pete Ramos, who never has too much in the way of success with the Yankees. He has a shutout parade in it. It's quite a job today at Yankee Stadium. Swing on the knuckler and a miss for strike one. Wilhelm is sometimes referred to as tilt. He has a cast in one eye, and he leans that head to one side to get that sign, but you can just about figure what he's going to throw anyway. And the next one bites down in the dirt, and it's one ball and one strike. Also called the dancer because of his very elusive knuckler. In the 60 season, he wound up winning 11 and losing 8. 3.31 earned run mark. Swing on the knuckleball. Long shot, but foul down the left field line. Serve. Smiling now as he steps back to the plate. Conversation with Gus Triandos. Bob hit a homer in the first inning. A long poke 400 feet away over the fence out in right center field. Struck out in the second. Struck out again in the fifth. Here are one ball, two strike count. The eighth inning getting underway, and the Angels lead 7-2. And the next pitch is swung on. There's a high, shallow fly ball out in right field. Moving on towards Snyder. Drifting back a bit now as the wind caught that ball. And he puts it away. So Bob serve flies to Russ Snyder in right. One out of the eighth inning. Coming up, the center fielder, Ken Hunt. Wilhelm saw service both as a starter and a reliever in the 60 season. Pitch to Kenny Hunt in close ball one. Ken today has been up there three times, walked in the first, hit by a pitch in the third, popped out in the fifth. The motion, the pitch. Knuckles right in there, strike. The flutter ball, and it's one ball and one strike. Richard sometimes refers to Wilhelm as Dr. Hoyt in his traveling medicine show, and he puts on quite a show with that knuckleball. Here's a swing over it and a miss. One ball and two strikes. Six feet tall, 190 pounds. Started out his organized baseball career in 1942. Originally with the Giants. The knuckles low and outside. Ball two and it's two and two. He had a great year with the Giants in 1952 when he won 15 games, lost only three, and had an earned run mark of 2.43. Wilhelm, two and two on Hunt, and the pitch swung on. There's a pop-up on the left side. Third baseman Brooks Robinson makes the call. Midway between second and third, makes the catch. Now there are two out of the eighth inning. Here is Fritz Brickell. Popped out in the first inning, hit into a double play in the third, singled in the sixth. Two down, nobody on, and the pitch by Wilhelm. Swing and a ground ball off of the shortstop side. One hop to Ronnie Hanson. There's the throw in the dirt. Dug up by Gentile. Nice pickup to retire the side. In the eighth inning, three up and three down. That's the Angels' story. And with nothing across to score at the end of the first half of the eighth, the Angels seven, Baltimore two. Now for all you fans who like a little music between innings, Here's a new hit tune for smokers. They go together, go together, the deep weed filter and the deep cured blend. Viceroy's got it at both ends. Yes, Viceroy's got it at both ends, and what a difference that makes. Used to be you had to choose between the filter cigarette with the filter you wanted, or the other kind with the right blend for taste. And of course you wanted both in one cigarette. 
And today you get it in Viceroy. Only Viceroy has got it at both ends, got the filter, got the blend. You get Viceroy's deep weave filter. That's the first of the modern filters. The perfect filter to go with Viceroy's rich, deep cure blend. And man, how they go together. Try Viceroy. They go together, go together. The deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Viceroy's got it. An outfield change now for the Angels. Lou Johnson replaces Bob Serb in left. So Johnson in left, Hunt in center, Albie Pearson in right. No change in the infield. Julio Becker is at first. Aspromati at second. Raquel at short. Eddie Yost at third. Del Rice works behind the plate on the mound. Eli Gerber, who so far has given up six hits. Five of them have been singles. The Giants have taken a 2 nothing lead over the Pirates at the end of one. Friend and Jones. Milwaukee won, St. Louis nothing at the end of seven. Braves lead in the homer by Eddie Matthews in the fourth. Jim Gentile leads off, curveball by Gerba. And he really hollers in at Stevens as John says that was low and close for ball one. Well, it's shown on the board as a strike. So we'll double check on it now. Fastball swung on foul back on the screen. Big cut on that pitch by Gentile. Scoreboard indicates a nothing and two count. So unless we get show of a correction by Stevens with Gerber now taking a look at the board, Gerber's still looking at it, and it may be he wonders about it. Now it is shown one and one. That's the thing that had Gerber fooled and me fooled for a moment was the fact that the scoreboard still has two strikes up there, and it's a one-ball, one-strike count. Here's the motion again. Eli let up on one. It's swung at a very high fly ball, not going anywhere out in right center field. Ken Hunt is there, moving in a bit to his left, makes the catch. So Gentile, one for four today. He is singled in the second inning. Here's the catcher, Gus Triandos. Gus is fighting the big wind out here today. The terrific wind that has been ripping across from left to right. Fly out in the second, fly out in the third, and popped out in the sixth. Here's the pitch to Gus. Fastball by Gerber, letter high, but outside, and it's ball one. The Angels lead 7-2. We're in the last half of the eighth inning. Gerber to the Rosenberg. Here's the pitch on the way. Another fastball swung on, driven out into the field. Lou Johnson in the track of this ball makes the catch. Hit it right at Johnson. Lou started in a step, then gave a step, made the catch. Now they're two gone in the eighth inning. Here's the shortstop, Ronnie Hanson. So what a pitching performance by Gerber. One extra base hit. Double by Robinson in the fifth. The motion and the pitch. Big curve that he broke off low and outside for ball one. And what a day for Klosuski. Five RBIs, that'll put him out in front in the American League in RBIs at the end of first big day of the season. There's a strike call offered to Ronnie Hansen, and it's one ball and one strike. Put him out of the lead in home runs, too, with a pair in this game. Here's the 1-1 delivery offered up by Gerber, and it's low outside, ball two, to make it 2-1. Remember that Angel Report 
scores and interviews with American League stars follows every Angel broadcast. Every game. We'll have quite a show for you today. Ball two and strike one with two out and none on. Ronnie Hanson, who has been checked in the infield today, three times, waits now, and the two one pitch to him. Swung out, there's a fly ball, got it out of the infield, driven well out toward left center. Lou Johnson there, also Kenny Hunt. Hunt makes the catch to retire the side. So another ball, well tagged, but fighting the win. Three up and three down, nothing across for the Orioles, and the score at the end of eight innings of play. Score in the totals. Our Angels, seven runs, six hits and three errors. Baltimore, two runs, six hits, no errors. Take a clean, pure sound. Take a rich, mellow sound. They go together. Pure and rich. They go together like the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend in Viceroy's cigarettes. They go together, go together, the deep weave filter and the Viceroy blend. Go together, they go together, Viceroy's got it at the band. Sure, some cigarettes tell you they've got the filter. Others, the blend. But Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Deep weave filter, the perfect filter to go with Viceroy's deep cured blend. They go together, go together, the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Viceroy's got it at the end. Yes, sir. Viceroy's got it at both ends. Got the filter, got the blend. The great smoke. Get Viceroy. Minnesota came up with another run in the ninth inning, and they lead the Yankees 6 to nothing. Here in the angel half of the ninth, catcher Del Rice, the eighth man of the batting order, moves in there against right-hander Hoyt Wilhelm. Del has been up three times, walked in the second, flied out in the third, and sacrificed in the sixth. Six hits apiece for these two teams. There's the pitch by Wilhelm, high and outside, and it's ball one. Wilhelm set again, and the next one right in there. Strike to make it one and one. This oversized mitt is really something. In the pocket of this catcher's mitt, you can put about four or five baseballs. They made it that size just to be able to give the catchers some help down there. Swing and a foul off on the first base side, drops very quickly away from Jim Gentile. And it's one ball and two strikes. One and two. One of the new Baltimore coaches is Jim Busby. The, of course, the veteran outfielder can be converted back to active player status almost immediately. Now the two-strike offering to Del Rice popped out of the mid of Triandas up high, and it's ball two and strike two. The Baltimore infield today is the same that started last year's opener when the Orioles knocked over the old Washington Senators 3-2 before 32,747 fans. Pitch to Rice, swing, and a tap foul left side of the plate. And after their win in the opener, the Orioles then dropped two in a row to the Senators, and then they lost three straight to the Yankees in New York. Two balls, two strikes. Del Rice up there and waiting, and the pitch outside. 
at the knee, ball three. Three and two. Three and two count on Del Rice. Eli Gerber will be up there next. The pitch swung out. There's a high foul up over our heads. Stop into the upper deck. Here at Memorial Stadium, too, they have a mezzanine section. Just a sort of a very brief third tier here that is right under the upper deck portion of the ballpark. I'd say it's only about, well, it contains about five or six rows of seats. Swing a ground ball off of the shortstop side. Easy hop for Hanson. Throw to first. Got him. So Del Rice goes out of there short to first. Ronnie Hanson to his left to pick that ball up, moving toward the back at second. Coming out of the dugout now, Eli Gerber. Here's the hand for Eli. What a job he has done here in opening day. Richly deserved the applause that Gerber gets now as he walks up to the plate. Eli's been up there three times. Reached on a fielder's choice and scored a run in the second inning. Flight out in the fourth and sacrificed in the sixth. And the pitch low. Outside, ball one. Sun is out rather brightly now. And the shadow of the upper deck in left field creeps out across the outfield grass. Out in front of the left field of Gene Stevens. Swing and a foul tip. To make it one ball and one strike. Snyder in right field. Jackie Brown in center. Gene Stevens in left. Robinson, Hanson, Breeding, Gentile. Third to first around the infield. Briandis on the receiving end. And Wilhelm, fifth pitcher, delivers in a swing and a ground ball. Shortstop side. Nice backhand by Hanson. Throws down to the dirt. Picked up by Gentile. And what a fielding play. Ronnie Hanson to begin with. Deep in the hole at short. Backhand of the ball. Fired it down in the dirt out in front of Gentile. And... Jim, with that tremendously long stretch of his, reached out and made the pickup of that ball, and that is out number two. So in this game, you give credit where it is due, and it's certainly applied there. Now there are two out here as third baseman Eddie Yost. Eddie popped out of the first inning, walked in the second, struck out in the fourth, and again in the sixth. Two down, ninth inning, and the pitch up high to Eddie for ball one. All the Angels scoring came in the first two innings. Three in the first, four in the second. The big gun, Klesiski. And the pitch outside. Make it ball two. Two and nothing. Pappas, the starter for the Orioles, went an inning and two-thirds. He walked four men. Pappa, the number two pitcher, went a third of an inning. West Stock worked two innings, and Billy Hepp went three. Right down the middle for a strike to make it two and one. Hep was very effective. He worked three innings, allowing one hit, no runs. Struck out three and walked none. West Stock did a good job, too. Swing and a fly ball off the bat of Yost out of the left field. Shot him out there. Stevens coming on. The shortstop going out. And Ronnie Hanson makes the catch. Stevens veered away. Three up and three down in the ninth inning. So in the last three innings, the Angels have been retired in order. And with nothing across, score at the end of the first half of the ninth inning. Our Los Angeles Angels 7. And the Baltimore Orioles, too. You know, I used to get my signals crossed when I tried to pick a filter cigarette. I'd try one brand because it had the kind of filter I wanted, and then I'd smoke another because it had the right blend. But none of them were a hit with me until I discovered Viceroy and what a difference it makes. 
because Viceroy has got it at both ends. That's right, at both ends. Got the filter, got the blend. Take Viceroy's deep weave filter, first of the modern filters. It actually weaves and reweaves the smoke for the smooth taste a filter smoker wants. Yes, it's the perfect filter for Viceroy's rich, deep cured blend. If they go together, Viceroy's deep weave filter and deep cured blend. Smoke Viceroy, you'll see. They go together, go together, the deep weave filter and the deep cured blend. Viceroy's got it, yes, Now the bottom are half of the ninth inning. Jane Stevens, the left fielder, will lead off against Eli Gerba. The Cleveland Indians beat the Detroit Tigers today 9-5, to and they opened up an 18-hit attack of the combination of four Tiger pitchers. The Yankees are batting in the ninth, and they're hurting. They've been shut out by Ramos all the way. Stevens, the batter, he has walked twice and had a base hit. And the pitch by Gerba put the fast one in there for a strike. Well over 37,000 fans on a raw day in Baltimore. Have to see this one today. The lineup by Gerba and the curveball is swung on. Ground ball down to the shortstop side where Cal scoops it up. There's a throw to first. He got him out number one. So Stevens goes out of there short to first. Coming up now, second baseman, Meyer Breeding. Here's the motion down the pitch. Fastball popped right in there for a strike. Nothing in one. Well, the slogan around here is it can be done in 61, but the object is that it can't be done today. That's what Gerber wants to seed it out. The ninth inning. Here's a swing and a miss and an overpowering fastball. Gerber, the type of pitcher who just gets stronger as he goes along. He's blown in two fastballs here to Breeding, and quickly he has a two-strike count on the Orioles' second baseman. The wind kicks up quite a bit of dirt around the infield as Gerber prepares to pitch again. A two-strike pitch. Strike three call right in there. Breeding is called out on strike. Now there are two out. We'll have a batter for the pitcher. The Giants have a 2 nothing lead over the Pirates at the end of two. This looks like Zupo. It is Zupo. The catchers of the Baltimore Ball Club. Frank Zuffo, native of San Francisco, and a pitch to the left-handed batting receiver. Came too close for ball one. He was with Stockton last year, hit 319, had 69 RBIs and seven home runs. Left-handed batter, the next pitch, outside, to make it one and one. Frank, he was born in San Francisco in 1930. 5'11", pounds. Papers, dust flying all over the infield now. This wind swirls around this giant horseshoe ballpark. Two out here, nobody on, ninth inning. And the motion and the pitch by Gerba, outside. So the count has gone three and nothing on Zuppo. 
Here's the pitch by Gerbeth. Strike call. St. Louis Cardinals have come back to tie Milwaukee now, one and one, at the end of eight. The motion and the pitch. High and outside to him, ball four. Supo gets on. So he is the first successful pinch hitter for the Orioles this afternoon. And then here in the ninth inning, he works Gerbo for a base on balls. And here's the center fielder, Jackie Brandt. Jackie single in the first, again in the third. Struck out in the fifth. And Gerba cut him down on strikes again in the seventh. Now they're two out. Last time of the ninth inning. The Angels lead seven to two. So Gerba needs one more up there on the board. Stretch taken by Eli and the pitch coming in. A swing and a miss. A fastball again. And it's nothing and one. Zupo. Z-U-P-O. He is the runner at first. And the next delivery. Brent takes strike two call. Quick curve right at the knee. Work the outside edge of the plate. And it's nothing and two. And on two count. Right-handed hitter Jackie Brent. Zupo ahead of his lead. And the next pitch. He just missed with it. Magically, the entire angel infield ready to come off the field. Raquel started to lead the charge from his spotted short but it's one ball and two strikes one and two count many of the fans have already vacated the premises out here Angels lead seven to two, two out, here's the pitch on the way now and it's strike three call Jackie Brad is called on a strike here's Del Rice out, flips that ball to Eli Gerber Gets handshakes all around from Yost, from Becker, from Aspermati, from Brickell. Players coming off the bench now to shake hands with Eli Gerba. The winning pitcher this afternoon, a distance-going job. A complete game for Gerba. In the ninth inning, no runs, no hits, no errors, and one man left. So fans, the final score of our ball game this afternoon in a two-hour and 33-minute ball game with the Angels leaving a total of three men on and Baltimore stranding eight. So for the Los Angeles Angels, the winner in this American League opener for 1961, here are the totals. The Angels, seven runs, six hits, three errors, and three men left. The losing Baltimore Orioles, two runs, six hits, no errors. They stranded a total of eight men. Two hours and 33 minutes to complete the game. Eli Gerba went all the way for the victory, and the losing pitcher, the starter for the Baltimore Orioles, Milk Pappas. Final score, the Angels 7, Baltimore 2. Los Angeles Angels baseball is brought to you by the top-selling coffee in the West. The one coffee that is mountain-grown for deep, pure flavor. And fans, when I say coffee, I mean Folgers. By Viceroy, the only cigarette with a famous deep-weave filter, and exclusive deep-cured blend. Viceroy's got it at both ends, got the filter, got the blend. And by the brewers of light-hearted Falstaff, light, refreshing Falstaff beer, coast-to-coast, America's choice for light-hearted living. Final score again, the Angels 7, Baltimore 2. Stay tuned now for exclusive post-game coverage on Angels Report following in one minute on the Golden West Radio Network. KMPC Los Angeles.